Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from an undisclosed location south of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 70. Hello, my name is Elliot J. O'Neill. I'm your host. Hello, Elliot. Jay O'Neill. Hi, Elliot. Hey, everybody. Let's meet our panel. We have BT Calloway. Hello. Danny Rosewell. Hey there. Claire Double R. Hey. And Jordan Frost. Greetings, friend. This is part two of our special two-part podcast <laughs> looking at two-part episodes of The Simpsons. Not at all confusing to say. So we're going to be talking about episodes that are continuation on from episodes we talked about in episode 69. So if you're coming in fresh, I suggest you go listen to that podcast first. But anyway, starting out today's episode, we watched season 28, episode 13, The Great Fatsby, part two. I especially like how it's Fatsby with a PH. Uh... It was first released in January of 2017. It was written by Dan Grinney and Mount Selman in this episode. After Burns lost all of his money to JG in the last episode, he sets out and assembles a ragtag team to write a diss track to show JZ he ain't all that and stuff. Oh, and Marge also buys a store. Guys, what did you think? It stinks, it stinks, it stinks. Yes, BT, everything stinks. (laughs) No, this was truly awful. It really was, and I feel like I failed the first one. What's lower than a failure? <laughs> like some, Meltdown. This, this has to be different. Like It has to be really bad. Was the last one a shiny failure? It was participant, wasn't it? A dull participant all around. Dull participant, okay. Well, let's try better this time. <laughs> it's got room to fall. It's got so much room to fall, I did not realize. I think yeah. This is why, yeah, we were gonna like rank as a duo because it almost oh, yeah. like you need to just you never know you got to stick the landing. The story yeah. as a whole just it gets worse. Oh yeah, it does. BT for better or worse, what joke stood out to you? I'm gonna look for a positive again because I got a lot of negatives here. Let's see. Got a lot of complaints here. Let me keep looking. <laughs> I do like Smithers' uh, story. Yeah, and his little cut to climbing out of the tauntaun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, well, did you guys like the like Deus Ex Machina of Smithers coming back at the end? I guess it wasn't a Deus Ex mm, because nope. they'd been leading up it to it. It was pretty inevitable. The thing that annoyed me most about that was the fact that they came like, "I wish Smithers was here. I wonder where that Smithers is." Yeah. And like kept like they could have found a better way to just cut back to Smithers. Surely. Mm. No. What What bugged me about it? If they just come, where is my Smithers? You know, fine. Where is Smithers with my ice that I don't need anymore and didn't need in the first place? Just shut up about the fucking ice. Shut up about it. Yeah, because like they didn't continue on the same theme of the party and the soirees from the last episode, Mm. the ice does lose more meaning, even though it comes back at the end to save them. Uh, I thought it was a resolution. I'm not that satisfied Mm, with it, though. They could have played it like, where did Smithers go in the first place? You know, quickly forget why he sent him and say, Smithers, why have you brought this slush into my house? Get rid of it. You know, at least that would have made it a joke. You know, he's gone through all this tragedy for nothing. And I think they tried to do that with that. Oh, I asked for ice, not slush. Yeah. But why was he still asking for ice anyway? Yeah, oddly enough, a bit of Simpsons amnesia would have helped then. Yeah, although I, I did think that the Smithers' little interludes were probably the only part that I kind of liked. Well, the yeah, episode. the axe fight was kind of funny yeah. and the beard thing. Uh, yeah, and the, yeah. the climbing yeah. out of the dead horse and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, doing that old routine. Uh, the old sleeping in the tonton. 
Is there something that predates Star Wars? Is Star Wars referencing something with that? Star Wars was the birth of entertainment as we know it. Oh, so fair enough. <laughs> the exploding of the Death Star was the big bang that started all creativity. <laughs> I was about to say, as far as you know, the universe was invented the day Star Wars came out and just popped into existence as we know it. With a open, empty galaxy and a big title crawl. <laughs> yeah, but the original did happen a long time ago. So, you know, the, <laughs> beginning, very of, far the away. beginning of time. Yeah. Danny, for better or worse, what's the joke that stood out to you? That just says so much, doesn't it? Oh, Oh, man. So, define joke, Elliot. For better or worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Why were there cobblers? Like, was that a joke? Or was that... It was a yeah, essentially a pointless bit and just for Homer to go on about his cobblers. Yeah. Do the old I had five and then it started tasting like crap, so then I had three more and it tasted like crap, but then I had a bit of ice cream and then it had three more and then it tasted like crap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It didn't re- uh. it didn't at all stick the landing and oh you can cobbler a pineapple. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Lame Claire, for better or worse, a joke. One that really stood out to me as very mm. irritating was when he, you know, betrays Mr. Burns goes and works at the new power plant, which doesn't seem to be functioning as a power plant anymore. It's no, just it's a disco a, yeah. rave party. I don't know. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I know you're loyal, but I'm going to put you to one last test. Remove all trace of Mr. Burns from this. And then mm. you had a very pointless scene where a bunch of random shit gets shoved into one of the trap doors. Like, yeah. I mean, there was um the teddy bear. Bear, bear. Boba, thank you. And the bear, lots of bear. The polar bear statue. Um, uh, yeah, bear. employee, the mum yeah. frames and stuff. It, there was, skulls. What was the point of this? He'd already taken over. He already knew Homer was loyal. This yeah. is just waste of space here. It was such a waste of space. It wasn't funny. There was no actual joke to it, even throwing out Bobo. It's more like, oh, that's the thing that Mr. Burns had. Yep. I recognize that. Drawing. Exactly. I oh, that famous that. bear from his office. Oh, it's stuck now. I hated it. Yeah. I hated everything about it. <laughs> Jordan, for better or worse, a joke? One that I don't even know if it counts as a joke, but I kind of like the idea that, okay, Bart kind of mm. comes into the tomb. Homer goes, oh, he, he's great with schemes. Ah, I don't want to. You haven't got to, I've got more money than you. And Burns reaches into his family crypt and goes, would the gloves and cape of the Gaslight Strangler change your mind? Which implies that Monty Burns's family Ancestors, somewhere yeah. Yeah, was like this infamous murderer oh, um, okay. that, that maybe never got solved. But anyway, it's maybe one of the better jokes in this episode. Well, I like uh, that Bart was also very easily swayed by this because yeah. he knows his like evil history but i did like the list of like pranks or, or ways to get back i can't remember what the first one was but the second was sandwich made of acid and then the third one was make him spend all his money on a credit card company that we jointly own <laughs> so the same like plan the exact that. same plan yeah yeah wow those were background jokes that was yeah. just background stuff yeah damn well what they must leave in the forefront must be pure gold <laughs> Just, just like the recording studio that they're recording at mm. is called Gold Records on Walls Recording Studio. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, the joke that stood out to me, look, and it's kind of a story point, but it's Homer's relationship with this goose that keeps biting him. I don't, none of it was funny to me. And even at the end when Bart tries to make him feel better by biting him and Homer's like... That was like a really terrible attempt at heart. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. It yep. just, it was never funny. <laughs> and they keep hitting on this point. All right, so a story moment, for better or worse, that stood out to you. And I'm going to say it's a lack of a story point that stood out to me. Yeah, Lisa's story was over from the last episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, good, good. She didn't 
have an arc there. She just ended up being a piece of shit in the last episode. We didn't find out what happened to the rich old dude sounding kid. Yep. Yep. That's just gone now. Uh, Good. Good. Fine. (laughs) I'm fine with that. That wouldn't have improved the episode. But it didn't need to be in the first one either. Like if you're making a two-parter that you are marketing as a movie, like hour length thing, right? TV movie. Yeah. You have to have some continuity. And I felt like they did everything they could to almost make this two separate episodes, but neither of them could stand alone on their own. Exactly. At Ugh. least at least have a scene, you know, where the horse like just kicks her or something or, you know, just throws her face first into the mud. Yeah, because... Something awful. Sometimes it's fun to rewrite, but like I said in the last episode, you just got to break it all down yeah. and start again. Yeah, it's total doomsday process for this one. It wouldn't even last the first explosion. BT, what's a story moment that stood out to you? Not really a specific story. It's just kind of the overall vibe of the entire thing. Because once we get <laughs> to the whole, okay, I think I'm going to plan to re- get revenge with some diss track. But it seems like, okay, either make this a parody or an homage to hip hop. But it was neither. It was not no. even in between. It was just switch between both gears incredibly rapidly. And it was like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here, but you're not doing anything. No. Yeah, at, at some points it's played for laughs. At some points it's played for no. These people are really cool. It's like, which do you want here? I don't. Mm. Mm. Well, it was just about as changeable as the motivations for basically every black character oh, yeah. in this entire like two episode thing, where they kept going like you know the whole betrayal and then the betrayal and the betrayal. Mm-hmm. Like they couldn't decide whether they were the good guys in this or the bad guys. And yeah, what are they saying when everyone sort of sells out for JG? Like. Yeah, that they're only motivated by money and there's no... Like, every every black character sells out their ideals for money. Every black character. Yeah. I mean, because Homer doesn't Oof. sell out for money. He sells out because he... Well, I mean, he keeps his job, but that's it. Family security. Though. Yeah. But like every other... Char- all the black characters, yeah, they just sell for money. It's nothing about like the revenge and the mm. hatred they feel for JJ. As soon mm. as he offers the money again, it's like, yeah. oh, everything's forgiven. No, and it's like Homer just goes back to working for Burns for no reason. It's like, why? This guy doesn't like you. You don't like him. In an episode where you thought he was dead, you, Lenny, and Carl were going to dance on his grave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he can't remember your name. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he did remember his... Uh, has it been canon ever since then that he remembers his name now or something? Uh, it essentially got ditched. Okay. Who Shot Mr. Burns was like the last moment of Mr. Burns not remembering Homer's right, name. gotcha. And yeah, just sort of jumping on that before we move on, it just sort of seemed like they grabbed whatever rappers were available at the time, you know? Yeah. Pretty like, unconnected bunch, weren't they? Yeah, RZA, Snoop Dogg, and Common. Yeah. Like... And the character of Praline, which was like a play of Cookie from Empire and played by Taraji B. Henson. Oh, right. That okay. was awful. That was, I was probably going to use that as my... Oh, sorry. We were going to say, Dan, what was the story moment that stood out? That was the one I was going to uh, jump yep. on. Yep. Because, wow, they walked in and they were like doing the head thing and being like, oh, no, they didn't. I know they did. Oh, no, they didn't. Yep. Didn't pronounce D-I apostrophe and apostrophe T. <sighs> Where the fuck did they come from? Where did they come from? Why, Why did, did they, they come, come from? Yeah. Why did they come in and... They came in just to throw deli meats at Mr. Burns and then say, I'm joining you. Yeah, I don't get that either. It's my my notes is just why ham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just look at this episode and it makes it really hard to be on the Simpsons writer's side. All I have here is like, does the Simpsons writers hate black people? Black women? Women in general? Do Every- you burn a Luigi board? How do I use a Luigi board? Exactly. Do they hate black people? <laughs> do they, are they against black people? How What's wrong with black people? <laughs> what do they think is a black people? <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's it. 
there was so little good about this. Like they just kept doubling down on the really shitty stereotypes. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. really cheap like it really feels look like how a- black these people are. I don't get it. You know, rap culture, what? Yeah, yeah. and they called the Band, what was it? The Hate Squad Rhyme Crime All Stars? Oh, yeah. Rhyme Crime. <laughs> oh, and then that throwaway joke, which I think in another context could have been funny, but here it seemed too legitimately like, yeah, this this is actually what we think. We need an expert on rap. Let's go to a young white male. Oh, yeah. Oh. The ultimate, the ultimate expert on rap are young, young white, white nerds. nerds. Yeah. I actually kind of liked that. Nah, I, I was, I'm with you on that one because so, I like that. It's so racist, man. No, 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 no. I took it as being um, like a white kid who's going to try and prove that he really loves rap by just learning all of it. He, like, I know like what they're saying. Book. I know what they're saying, but they're still saying that the real experts on rap culture are the white guys. Mm. And they're saying it in an episode where as I assume white writers probably <laughs> probably like let's just guess here. At this point I, mean, I think they've turned into a kind of creamy beige. Like <laughs> they've brought but on the, actual black celebrities as cameos to have them betray and become bad guys and basically shat all over every single aspect of rap culture like demeaned it broke it down into a joke and then in that context made that joke if it was mm. in a different context i would have been fully after this because then it would have seemed like a joke one of those yeah. self-depreciating mm-hmm. like yeah oh look at us we think we're so smart because we read about yeah, it but everything else around it they said it so and they white. meant it they said it and they meant it exactly. white guys know rap let's go to the white guys they had snoop dogg in this episode yeah and they didn't go to him they asked yeah. millhouse uh, what what the real truth about rap is Oh, only to find the thing about Jazzy James and they go back to him for one scene and then does the betrayal like the next scene later. It's, yeah. yeah. There could have been a lot more forethought and a lot more planning with the Jazzy yeah. James. Like, yeah. He should have loomed over the two-part episode a bit more. Yeah, because they, I mean, they very lazily did it with the, yeah. I guess he comes back somehow, I don't know. But, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. He owns a portable candle stand. He could keep ominously showing up at like Mr. Burns' things yeah. and go, watch yourself with that JG. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, candles at all the parties, and they're like, I didn't order candles. Yeah. That'd do. That'd do, actually. Also, side note, this isn't about the episode particularly, but I really don't like episodes where they have real people cameos as themselves mm. and then knockoff cameos yeah. of celebrities like JG and Jazzy James instead of Jazzy yeah. Jeff in a world where Snoop Dogg is a real thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's. it's yeah, we, mixing we, the power ports and the original yeah, product. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we supposed to pretend that if Snoop's there and Riz is there and I think that would have been Jazzy okay Jeff is if in there somewhere else? If they just kept the one sort of bad guy mm. where they tried to redeem him at the end, I was just following your yeah. orders. Um, Oof. Oh, but it had the one cringe. Power, yeah, but, don't think about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if that would be the only one, that would have been fine. But then they just kept, you know, mixing them. Yeah. Yeah. What about um the Magic Show episode also brought on five cameos for like 30 seconds, then they turned bad guys for like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the great Sim Cena. Like, is this a trope? Is there a reason to do this? Is that all they could afford? They see them, who's or? available that week and they lazily write them into the episode and 
give them a mini Fuck arc. you guys. Indeed. The, the writers, not the celebrities. Claire, for better or worse, what's a story moment that stood out to you? I suppose it wasn't a story moment, but right at the beginning, the turning of the hounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Release the hounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this waiver to release the hounds, otherwise he'll release yeah. it. And it just drags. Look, yeah. that one little sound bite was quite good if they just left it as sign this waiver to release the hounds or just it, it was such a long road to get there exactly and, <laughs> and then they had that really weird scene where the car's driving off all the hounds and the lawyer yeah. is like yeah. hanging out the window with yeah. his tongue out and i was like Ugh. Ugh. jordan what's a story moment that stood out to you for better or worse we have been introduced to jg as this guy who's got a finger in many pies like he's got his own credit card company yeah. obviously he's got recording studios he's got a bunch of other stuff he releases products everything so why once he takes over like he gains all the burns, he will just set up office at the power plant. Like surely he's got <laughs> a million and one other things to do, better places yeah. to be. Why just stay there? Yeah. Like what's the point? I know they have to do it for the story, but there's just no motivation for him to be there. Just be like, all right, fine. Just make it work. Well, it also implies that Homer at least is doing several trips between Springfield and the Hamptons as well, which sort of screws up the... Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that, Elliot. Yeah, the Springfield oh, Hamptons, so yeah. bad. not the Hampton Hamptons, <laughs> and it also undercuts like as they're boating away from the Hamptons and they got that sunset and it's like, oh, we really had fun here, and it's like, no, a couple yeah. of you have been going oh, yeah. back and forth. Yeah, and last story thing I want to mention before we move on is Marge's shop. Oh yeah, yeah. who cares? <laughs> like that was such a shitty, mm. pointless thing. I thought. Yeah, anyway. this was. Sexist? I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to say this is someone who has a weird vendetta just against kitsch stores. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it comes yeah. up way too often, is way too venomous to not have someone have a personal grudge. An ex-wife yeah. that is yeah. bought a kitsch yeah. store is like, oh, well, I'm going to shit on your crumpets. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> and that I is reckon terrible. these writers, these rich white writers do live in the upper class neighborhood that gets slowly getting filled up with kitsch stores when they miss their fucking their Woolworths and their fucking bottle shops and shit. Oh, I'm so sorry, poor rich people. One more rich kitschy shop. I think it is probably against the shops mostly, but saying you can't leave a woman in a shopping district or she'll buy a house, yeah. uh, buy a shop yeah. and fill it with yeah, kitschy shit. Yeah, that feels shit. vindictive. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just, you just have one now. If you spend enough time there, you just yeah. get one. Yeah. yeah, and none of the material was saved by any of the jokes in it. It was just like Marge going crazy. And I yeah. was really yeah. disappointed in the way that it looked like she was happy and excited for the first time. Yeah, she was like, running around so fucking excited about her wallpaper and her kitschy shit. And straight and away, everyone went, everyone was oh, like, Mom's oh, she's crazy. crazy. She's yeah. fucking insane. <laughs> Happiness. What's the... What the I don't like that. I don't like that. No. It's kind of nice that, okay, this is a dumb plot line, but at least Marge looks you know, like she's having fun, has a project to yeah. do. And then even at the end, he's like, oh, we can't afford the store anymore. Oh, thank God. It's like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Weird. Like, did she have a single customer? I think that wasn't that the joke. They're like, oh, yeah. customers. And then it's just Homer and Burns and stuff. Three yeah. people use the bathroom today. Yeah. And they yeah. could have pitched it a little bit more. Like, if she walks into a store and goes, oh, this is cute. And the owner said, like, I hate this place. Oh, you run it now. And it was like, oh, like yeah. one of those. Do you want to buy it? It's on sale. And she goes, oh, I'd love that. Excellent. It's yours now. Yeah. yeah. Like a, and then yeah. Would, but it was just all of a sudden, and I, I have a store now, Homer, by the way. By the way, I love this. Oh, by the way, I hate this. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I, the, the very end, there was a kind of Twilight Zonian thing where the guy who hangs a sign is like, there'll be yeah. more who will yeah. come here and fall into the trap. <laughs> That's what I really wanted was yeah. like some kind of like supernatural force yeah. or something. Just, or to just like, the suggestion. Yeah. There's just this allure that what people could have fall happened into. After she buys the shop and fills it with kitsch. 
she she's like eyeing out the competition and she starts noticing that all the other shopkeepers are unhappy or stressed or like fearfully trying to escape their shops <laughs> and oh, say, yeah. selling all the same stuff oh like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah there's like a real dark undertone to it and yeah. the sign writer is just always ominously yeah. laughing yeah. yeah we get a little get out she keeps, yeah. she keeps going into the shop and being like hey oh this is nice and they're like you want to buy the shop and she's like no i've already got bought a shop here Buy the shop anyway. You can have two. You can have two. <laughs> You'll have a monopoly. And yeah. Just, yeah. And everyone's just quietly trying just to get it. So like eerie music playing in the background. Yeah. And then at the end, the new person comes in and she's like, uh, it's for sale if you want. And it's a freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the whole plot line didn't go anywhere. There was no. no real actual jokes in it either. No, it was just pointing out things that you find at kitsch stores. Oh, old speakers that have been turned yeah. into handbags. Era- yeah. Erasers that look like states. Oh, um, man. I've cushions. seen those in kitsch shops before. And also Lisa had, like, no real rock-solid motivation in this either. Yeah. Like, usually she'd be the one that would be initially excited with her and then she'd be sceptical and then she'd be like, Mum, this isn't going to work. And Yeah. Like, yeah. trying to talk her down Balancing or something. supportive with logical. And yeah. that's the thing. I actually, it made me miss the interaction where Lisa is always encouraging Marge to step out of her comfort mm. zone. Like, yeah. go yeah. on, you mum. Like, do something different. Yeah. You can buy a store. You could own a store. Totally. Like, yeah. That would have been really cute. It makes it such a shame because you could have totally doomsdayed the Lisa story from the last episode and set this up in the last episode. Yep. Much better carry through. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the March store thing actually has way more potential than the Lisa boyfriend thing did. For real. So play count. I'm a, last time we said we hadn't seen part one, so by chance, have you guys seen part two before? 50 times. <laughs> no. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No. No. Yeah, I mean, Homer was just off. Nope. I don't know why he was bothering with Mr. Burns that are celebrating his downfall. Yeah, true. Uh, why did he feel any sense of guilt? Or- Marge was just crazy. Mr. Burns was just a schmuck. Yeah, like you said, he had no power. Like, he had no spine in this. And the other thing of feeling like a Simpsons episode, you know, when Simpsons do these parody sort of things, they really do their work into doing a good parody. So they're trying to do, like, a takeoff of Empire. You know, they've got Taraji doing her cookie character, but as Praline instead. But... It's almost like they didn't even watch Empire. They had their assistant read them a synopsis. Looking at the source material in an HD episode? That's crazy. It's like they didn't watch The Great Gatsby either. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. This is meant to be a fucking Gatsby parody, apparently. And no one ends up dead in a pool. (laughs) Yeah, so we can all agree the integrity is just way fucking off. Any wacky moments that stood out to you? Cartoony moments? Uh, Bart picks up Mr. Burns and runs away with him when Marge starts approaching. Yeah, that was dumb. A goose eats a USB flash drive and does not choke to death. Mm. It was a hologram goose. That's 100% realistic. True. Without swallowing. Oh, the fucking hologram (laughs) joke. Also, there were were like holograms on stage. There were like two of them. Yeah, conceivably, maybe. And then like five others appeared to the side of the stage. How is that stage set up with like 18 hologram projectors? Amazing. Yeah. Also, that was Burns's like opening ceremony. Oh yeah, it wouldn't have been set up with his his no. hologram project. Whatever. Maybe whatever. JG paid some money to set it up. Oh, uh, wacky moments. Snoop Dogg in the recording studio with a bunch of weed, and, and then you see Homer. No, accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, that bit. But then I just thought it was like the wacky like Homer like sneaking in, going, <sighs> and then like yeah, New Simpsons does this funny thing with Homer where he he's really into weed, like. It's not wrong, but it is just a bit off because we sort of grew yeah. up with them when marijuana have the was right illegal. Timbre. It's too casual, yeah. Like yeah. If, if it's there, it's a part of the episode. It's not a, an aside. Yeah, another wacky moment that stood out to me was the remodeling of the nuclear power plant, doing like the Dolce and Gabbana yeah. cooling yeah. towers and 
some guy just on a DJ deck with plutonium, like mm, gotta yeah. be a DJ, and, and just everyone's like, replaced with like I don't yeah. uh, bikini models, bikini babes. I could have handled like a little bit of it, like having I like the velvet rope where he's almost just trying to go to work, and the guy's like, mm, yeah, <laughs> looking through the mm. list, yeah. And the idea they redesigned the towers, I just wasn't expecting it, so when I first started, I go, huh. yeah, but it just had a little too much. I wouldn't have minded having like the dancing if they were work, like in full suits. Just like dancing on like a pole, but in the full yes. thing. Yes. Or have Lenny and Carl there in their little bikinis. Oh, like, yeah. this is how oh. we have to dress now. Or hazmat suits with like bikini sections cut out. And stuff, <laughs> <you know>? Like <laughs> bikinis over the top yeah. of them. Nice. Yeah. nice. All right. So how about the heart of this episode? Yeah, we already Move said. Move on. <laughs> um, Rip it out and stomp on it. But I mean, genuinely, what about the moment with the goose at the end? Did you think it was really dead? No, no, never. <laughs> and not at one point did I think yep. that that was the real goose. I, I do have a big note here where Mr. Ben's like, ooh, I have a plan. It's like, oh, could it maybe be the goose that's been in the entire episode the entire time <laughs> building up to this really <laughs> obvious thing? Could that be it? No, he was Got holding it. he was holding a little stitched so I know, I goose didn't, just to solidify that point. Oh, that was a red herring? <laughs> no, it was a white goose. Hooray. <laughs> I feel like to me the heart of the episode was Marge being so happy and excited about a shop and everyone saying she's crazy for it. She's mm. just gone insane. <laughs> that is that's, not normal. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> and that's something that I would have enjoyed the episode to be about. Yeah. So yes or no, would you watch nope. this episode again? No. No. We've been over a lot about what you change, but does anyone want to jump in with any final thoughts about what they change? That's not an ending. Yeah, like it didn't reset at all. Like, like is he going to give him back his money? Like the implication or... is that he gives him the plant back and maybe his stuff, but it feels why? Like I realize they understand why whatever his face is betrayed Mr. Burns, but then yeah. he's not like so that means you give me all your stuff back, right? It's like no, you told him to betray you. He did. Now you know why. It doesn't change anything. You just know why now. I learned it from you. Yeah. 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 But then it's just like, oh, I wonder if Mr. Burns will change now that he's had his moment of hip hop. Oh, today we're going to have a dance party. Uh, The end. Let's not do this tomorrow. Yeah. Uh Did you say it was Keegan Michael Key? Keegan Michael Key was Jazzy James. Let me just skip ahead to the guest stars. So, yeah, aforementioned, we had Reza, Common, and Snoop Dogg playing themselves. Taraji B. Henson as Praline, a.k.a. Cookie. Phil Lamar and Dawn Lewis did some incidental voices. And also, the end credits was a remix Uh. of the Simpsons theme done by this guy called Jim Beans. I've never heard of him, but this was shit. A remix is not turning the volume up and down. Yeah. Like on Bud on the Road, where he's like... Yeah. And he's like mixing a uh, uh, golden earring, great yeah. I love. Yeah, that's what exactly what it sounded like. It yeah. sounded like the Millhouse fiddles with the speaker version of the yeah. Simpsons. No, been funnier. Have, keep the same mix, but just have Millhouse's sounds as yeah. though he's remixing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because I mean he did talk about his love. Yeah, of, exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then yeah, he comes up to Common and goes, "Oh, Common, that was mad tight." And Common's like, "Yeah, respect House." Oh. Yeah, and it's like again, it's not an homage and it's not a joke. It's 
neither. And also, Milhouse wasn't in this scene. He yeah. just appeared no. into the studio in that one moment yeah. and yep. then was not there before or after. I'll, it was I'll, pointless. I'll give them, like, maybe Bart was like, oh, Milhouse would love this. Let's invite him. But maybe. when he's not sitting in the studio and he just appears in the recording booth, it just... Um, you need to introduce him in the scene before yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to. Kind of, the only reason I asked about Keegan Michael Key was I liked his delivery of... Uh, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just I can't make it work. And then I've got an idea. And they hang him up there. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is great. Why does this work? Like, yeah. Why does this work? <laughs> it's a yeah. weird thing where I didn't like the setup, but I liked the callback. Yeah, like, yeah, me too. A weird thing. Just about to wrap this up. Pun not intended. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to point it out, but yeah. BT, any other notes? Yeah, the only one was really, uh, why is it a rap diss track that's going to destroy him? Like, yeah. It's going to ruin his rap. It's like, hey, he'll still be a millionaire. You know yeah. what it felt like to me? We have to save the YMCA guys. You yeah, know? <laughs> but then, We're going to do it with a rocking roll song. Yeah, Honestly, it brought back to partying again. So Mr. Burns is like, how do we ruin him? I know, we'll throw the biggest party ever. But then secretly they planned to, some way to like kind of Ocean's Eleven, his cash, make yeah. ja- whatever the freaking guy's name is. Jazzy, G, 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 whatever. G, Jazz. G, Jazz jazz throw his own party that makes him bankrupt because he makes it so big yeah. and then no one shows up and yeah. they're also like ha we learned this from like world war ii where they made inflatable tanks so the nazis would bomb those instead of the real tanks oh, so they, they have like a fake party and everyone goes to that yeah and that's what bankrupts him well that would have tied in the whole party yep. thing and would have again the great gatsby reference which is so sorely missing from this episode and it would have actually like closed off that entire plot line where this is how mr burns kind mm. of maybe gets his money back or something yeah. like yeah. we won't let people know that you threw a party for no one if you give me some like my power plant back or something yeah story something must like be a that'll circle be, and that'll be rap and that'll tie into your gatsby theme because the whole baz Luhrmann added rap into the gatsby movie his point he was making is that was an era of just over excess and so it's like this rap era tying that theme together that's tying both <laughs> halves of the episode together it's a better ending boom Jordan? When they said, oh, he used to be in this uh, group, I thought they were going to go back and find some like really embarrassing, embarrassing point of his career mm. and like, you know, oh, launching my new Classic record bit. and then yeah. like playing yeah. that instead. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like that would have been a good opportunity for them to sort of have Jay-Z be taken down by his excess and spending. Yeah. yeah. Like get the IRS to audit them, surprise <laughs> audit or something. It needs to be tied into the party and mm-hmm. tied into sort of like Burns's old timiness. Uh, uh, the, the, the party thing is sort of how it all started, but the excess is what brought Burns down, so it needs to also be in what brings down Jay-Z, I feel. All right, potentially uh, JG buys the nuclear power plant and he runs it in this excess fashion, but finds out that it only made money because Burns is so tight. Yeah, and, and becomes a money yeah. pit, yeah. 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 Claire, any other notes? I'm done with this episode. Jordan, any other notes? There was one little quote I liked, which was um, when they're hanging by the chandelier and like Burns goes, well, at least we'll die of natural causes. A business deal gone wrong. I <laughs> like the natural causes line. I didn't need that extra bite. I thought it's like they're hanging from a breaking chandelier and they're like, natural causes. Yeah, that's it. It would have been a fine button there. And then the uh, at the very start, how they have to say, oh, if Scott Fitzgerald yeah. said there was no two acts in life. But that didn't say anything about an American TV show. And so here we go. Again, Homer's narration undercutting the importance of his own story. So uh, is there a way we could have had this Simpsons episode not be offensive to black people? Uh, Hire a consultant who knows about black culture, possibly a black person, him or herself. 
and say, does this offend you? And if they say yes, change it. Have oh, well, hire yes, a white yes. nerd. <laughs> that is the ultimate source of knowledge on all black culture. Um, you have uh, to have people of color being like representative as like a protagonist, I think. Yeah. Uh, in this, they're yeah. just auxiliary to the plot of Burns and Homer. Okay. Or the villain. What I mean is, is that they just need to be written like people yeah. to suit the story interspersed like any other character. They don't have to always be playing a rapper or a criminal or yeah. a criminal rapper. It's criminal just, rapper. It's, oh, it really, really bugged me. Or the, the you know, bitchy ex-housewife that's just spewing. Violently beating up strangers she's just met. Yeah, her arc is throwing deli mate, saying, yeah, I'll join you, and then selling out. You didn't have to have her and the other rappers sell out either. Mm. No. You could have just had him get a copy of the thing and say, oh, you're on the same record label and I own that, so therefore... Yep. They just need to be written like normal people yeah and stop trying to put them into the simpsons to you know make the simpsons feel more pro color yeah but use them in such a way that it actually makes it much worse yeah couldn't they just be people that don't have what's the word uh that's what i like about like lenny and carl or eddie and lou is that i i I, I you wouldn't know they just are yeah it's just yeah such a damn shame especially when Maybe from their angle, like Devil's Advocate, the writers are like, okay, we need to diversify, we need to sort of represent more people on our show, but they just have such a surface level understanding. And like, I'm not pretending that I do. I've got a, I've got a very surface level, but I'm not writing a fucking parody show about it. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think I feel like you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. I feel like they went, you know what's popular with the kids these days? Yeah, rap. You know who raps? Black people. If Let's they were do trying that to be that. inclusive. Why are they parodying them? Yeah. Let's make a parody of black people. That's not inclusive. Yeah, and that's why occasionally it feels like it's swinging back to being an homage, but then so poorly done. It's just Millhouse going, that was tight, yo. And it's like, oh. Yeah, and it's not hitting on the parody of Empire, the show enough for it to feel like they're doing sort of another show. I feel like, I don't think any of us here have the correct words to describe exactly how this can be fixed and what was wrong with it in the first place. Yeah. But you know it's wrong when you watch it. Something's really off about this. Definitely. All right, guys, it's time for my final quick fire notes. And there's not many of them. Pew, pew, pew. Homer goes, (laughs) while I was looking for an open grave to barf in. Yep. (sighs) Gross. Yeah, I'm a mixed on that. I liked grief soup. (laughs) Yeah. The burns made out of flowers from old dead relatives. Yeah, on board with that. Wasn't bad. I felt like Bart was really shoehorned into this episode. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. since all yeah. he was done, all right, we'll let you in onto our plan if you help us. You know what you need, this guy. You know, he didn't need to be there. Yeah. And also with Bart in this episode, Homer going, your family life must be a disaster. Yeah, it was a dumb oh. fuck. Holding the mirror up. Why did I write down baseball tattoo? Oh, because oh, he got a tattoo from the movie... Um, the Major League. Major the, ba- League. the baseball. Part of, part of Jazzy Jeff's contract when he was hanging out the window yeah. is he also has to get a shitty tattoo of the baseball with a mohawk from Major League. Yep. Funny we stuff. all remember that movie, right? <laughs> Funny stuff right there. It makes so much sense to be in this scene. Really fresh. Um, it's an immortal movie. <laughs> Kids still watch it today. <laughs> I, I did like Marge's line. Lisa goes, oh, mum, that was an F. Scott Fitzgerald reference. And she goes, yeah, Lisa, I graduated high school. Yeah, I do like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And my last note is I did kind of like Mr. Burns and JJ doing the handshake at the end. Mr. Burns is just sort of going along with it. Ow, that hurts. Oh, that one was okay. Yeah. Ooh, what's the... Oh, fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. 
It is time to rank this thing! On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was meh, you give it our participant, but if it was good, bronze, great, silver, excellent, gold, but for the best, of the very best, the ones that you love and are in your heart always, you give those episodes a cubic zirconia. I'm gonna go first, let me show you how it's done. This is a fucking failure. Like... Um, I know we said we toyed last time with maybe like retroactively changing our ranks for the last one, but I still feel like this doesn't change the other one being a participant because that was like the lead up episode. And this one to work as a payoff fails extremely because it leaves so many open story threads and it doesn't close its own ones within the confines of this episode. So yeah, it just, it functions poorly. Danny, what's your rank, buddy? Ready to give it the index finger. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm failing this. I'm not quite angry upset like the Lady Gaga episode, but I'm sort of baffled at how they could do everything so wrong. Like, who thought this was a good idea? And how did this get past editors and drafts and writers, directors and teams of teams and teams of people? Just jumping on that, not only is it a poor story it's in its own right, but this was an event episode for them. Yeah. They did yeah. promotion. This is the first Simpsons one-hour special. We're airing it in a one-hour block. We have all these guest stars and it is going to be tight. They were so excited about this mm -hmm. episode. And like there was a lot of beauty in it. A lot of the, like the shots were really pretty. The scenery was lovely. All the old timey outfits and stuff. Some of the, the like the rave party stuff was really pretty to the chandeliers and things. The all the uh, all the Canada stuff. And all the the Hamptons like the beautiful skylines yeah. and all that. Yeah. But you can't make a cake all icing. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's no substance here that makes any sense at all. And it's very upsetting because my urge to fix is just going haywire. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't got enough time. It's, it's like watching my patient die on the slab. Like, there's not enough time to do this. Oh, God, help me. Just pull the plug, man. <laughs> uh, Damn it, you never give up. He reached into his open chest and starts squeezing his heart till it beats until he's back alive, man. Failure. Sorry, that's just the doctor and me, not the, uh, the, the critic. <laughs> I was wondering who that guy was. Jordan, so, what is your ranking? I have to give it a failure too. Like Just the fact that they tried to go for a couple of different parodies and just nailed none of them yeah. at all. Like They didn't go far enough into any of them. Look, I mean, to be fair, I haven't watched Empire, so I guess that's why the lady was singing Deli Meat. Maybe that's a parody <laughs> to something in the show. But... The thing is, like, if I hadn't watched Empire or Gatsby, I wouldn't. It wouldn't matter because none of them really kind of play into the story really at all. So, what's the point? So, in the end, it was just, it was just frustrating. It's just really angry to kind of go like, why? Why are you doing that? Just why? What? Why? Yeah. Anyway, so failure. Claire. Failure. Why? I think we all know why. <laughs> <laughs> My God, her eyes went red. <laughs> BT, round us off. Uh, yeah, I've spoken my piece. I've got nothing else to say but failure. <laughs> I was actually writing the F in my notes just <laughs> already. Mm -hmm. All right, so with all of us failing it, and as coined by Nick of Pods in the Key of Springfield, we are giving this episode the index finger. Yay! <laughs> this will be a unanimous failure. This will be joining such episodes as Future Drama, The Italian Bob, A Little Big Girl, where Lisa appropriates Native American history, 
that's a good playlist, actually. I know you don't ask the playlist question, but this would be good with that one. Like, <laughs> The Simpsons racially vilifying people. Oh, God. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not to watch, but as like a yeah. an in- indictment against oh, them. It's like a yeah. study for like the, yeah. those university classes yeah. that watch w- The Simpsons. What not like, to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also be joining episodes like The Blue and the Grey, where Marge gets grey hair, Mo goes from rags to riches, Lisa goes gaga, uh, love is in the N2O2ARCO2NEHACH4, old blue mash you ain't what you used to be. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is... Just such a big pit of awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we're going to continue on with our two-part episode and do, well, what I consider to be the second part of the More Dies episode is Season 12's I'm Going to Praiseland. We'll be back. After this cartoon. After this message from our sponsor. Drugs. Hi there. I'm a boring person. Well, you know what you need? Hi, I'm Drugs! <laughs> <laughs> You're sparkly and magical. <laughs> Put me in your mouth. <laughs> Well, I don't see any reason why not. It's a lovely day. And we are back. And we just watched our teens episode for the evening, which was season 12, episode 19, I'm Going to Praise Land. And for the purposes of this two-part podcast, I'm calling this the second part of Alone Again, Natra Diddly, the episode where Maud dies. That's not how they intended it, but that's how I'm doing it. Fuck you. This was first released in May of Ought One. It was written by Julie Thacker. In this episode, Flanders is still dealing with the grief from his wife Maud dying. So yeah, after freaking out a date, uh, Ned gets the Simpsons to help him sort through Maud's stuff and help him move on a bit. And in the sorting, he discovers one of Maud's old sketchbooks, which has details for a Christian amusement park. And so he sets out building it. But does he succeed? No. Guys, what did you think? I I just love how in love Ned was with Maud. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it that they have a really happy and healthy relationship in other episodes, but he really did love her. Yeah, I felt this episode did a much better job of uh, tributing Maud than the other episode did, yep, the one where she sure. actually died. I felt like this was a way more cohesive story and plot that I think was paced beautifully. Yeah, that is actually one of my notes. Is it's really well kind of plotted out and paced and everything logically leads into the next part. And it just gives a little bit more seriousness to Ned's story of missing her. Because in the first one, it seemed like he was really indifferent. You know, the whole town was indifferent. Mm. The Simpsons were indifferent. And so... Yeah, it was more about Ned than it was about Maud. Yeah, because Maud, nobody else seemed to care about her. It didn't seem like really that much of an issue for Ned either. Like, Yeah, they were like, "Eh, she was a second character and now she's dead. Oh, look, and he's moving on. He's speed dating already. Yeah. But now the weight and the gravitas is there. So it's much nicer. Yep. While I'm sure she was important to Flanders, Maud was the B character to us all. Yeah, I thought I thought this episode was a great tribute to Maud, and as well, it succeeded at being uh, heavy when it needed to, but yet still being a really good comedy show. So just jumping on that, for better or worse, what were some of the jokes that stood out to you? Starting with you, Danny. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> a, b- a big part for me was the haircut scene. Um, oh yeah, Ned kind of went a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. We all go crazy sometimes, Elliot. <laughs> and this is bringing Rachel Jordan back, who was introduced in the Maud dies episode at the end. She was fronting Covenant, and now she's just a solo artist. Covenant. <laughs> it was really fun to watch her character try not to be openly freaked out in front of him. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't hate it. You know. <laughs> oh look, 
It's got your dead wife's name on it. Oh, yeah. Oh. An indentation of your dead wife. <laughs> Just a walk past more and more photos of more yeah. bigger and bigger ones. And <laughs> oh, poor Well, you woman. seem to have a bit of a theme here. Yeah. And the fact that she slept over despite all these warning signs, you know. I mean, she's a very brave lady. Not making Not the smartest the decisions, yeah, for herself, but <laughs> very brave. Oh, Christian, Sarah trusting mm. budge, but, you know, you've got to draw the line when you wake up with a different haircut <laughs> <laughs> that is similar to your date's it ex-wife. The <laughs> same. Yeah. On your first date. Yeah. <laughs> On your f- yeah. I did like, and this was surprising to me, that the teens have this tendency for wackiness that doesn't always work with a plot, yep. mm-hmm. but I felt like the running theme of Homer just being there, oh, watching yeah. it, you know, <laughs> like the audience is watching. He's just hanging outside the window. Just you hanging know? from the gutters. Yeah. That he's been yeah. watching Ned, like, cut this woman's hair, being like, mm, too soon for him to date. <laughs> yeah, and I like at the end how they brought it back where it pans to the window and that's where you expect Homer to be creepily watching, but he's <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> All right, how about you, BT? What joke, for better or worse, stood out to you from uh, this episode? This has one of my favourite jokes from the latter day, which is... What happened to your band? Oh, they all switched to regular pop. All you have to do is change Jesus to baby. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll go to hell. <laughs> they'll all go to hell. <laughs> this one stood out to me because South Park made the exact same joke. Mm. They did, didn't Before they? Before or after, because I think we found this out, didn't we? Yep, I did my research for once and found out, yes, South Park made this joke in 2003, two years after this episode came out. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. From the <laughs> I hope you can hear my tongue clicking. Is it clicking or clucking? Uh, I usually say... Titching. Tutting? Tutting is good. But uh, it was funny in the South Park episode, that's the Faith Plus One, where Cartman starts a Christian rock band and he just takes a bunch of Stevie Wonder songs and changes... Changes baby to Jesus. <laughs> Need to win my life, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get down on my knees and start praising Jesus. I want to feel his salvation all over my face. Um, Stop it. <laughs> is that what, where he has to get a platinum record. Yeah, and, and they're like, oh, you get myrrh. Like, well, you don't go platinum? No, but you can go double myrrh. So he loses the bet because Christian rock records go gold frankincense and myrrh, not, <laughs> not gold, <laughs> silver, and platinum. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great joke and a, gra- a great way to sort of ride off the band as well with a funny joke. Mm, exactly. Jordan, what's a joke for better or worse that stood out to you? It was a bit that kind of made me kind of uh, go, oh, yeah, it's been done and please stop doing it. Was the rich Texan... The bit where he keeps yeah. backflipping between, now you get out your pen and sign this paperwork. Like it, it would just kept going and going and going. And you're like, uh, there's not even a, mm. like, like you, it's too predictable now. Yeah. Mood swings. Mood swings. Oh, Mood yeah. swings. Although that scene did create the line, you're off your tuffet. And I quite <laughs> enjoyed that. That was good. <laughs> Mood swings. Mood swings. Yeah, Mood I normally swings. hate this. Story. Stop it. <laughs> I normally hate this sort of joke, but I don't know. I like the one this one rolled out. Uh, Ah, you're full of it. God's God's grace. grace. (laughs) Now get out your pen. (laughs) It makes me sick. There aren't more people like you. (laughs) I love the rich Texan in this episode, actually, but I get where you're coming from because I normally don't like the whole mood swing joke. I think the mood swings bit, not in this episode, I think the mood swings one is the only time I have liked the mood swings thing. I mean, first off, each one is a reaction to the warning Mm. of mood swings and because it's a bit about how repetitive his bit is, you know? It's almost the Family Guy bit going, ah, ah. Or the Simpsons bit of stepping on rakes. Or the Simpsons bit of stepping on rakes. It's where the point is that, oh, shit, there he goes again. There he goes again. There he goes. like the Simpsons bit with the stepping on rakes. Like, that was funny Mm. the first time it Mm. was ever used. And it's just the, the fact that it was dragged out 
was fine because it was the first time it was done. However, if you've already seen the joke and it's a joke that relies on you being like, oh, the joke's over. Oh my God, this is getting silly. Oh, they've done one more time. You can't repeat that joke. That's yeah, a, that, that's yeah. a one time. You get one ticket. Exactly. Yeah. There's no stamps when you exit the car Because otherwise, you already know what the joke is. You see the stepping race and you think, okay, well, this joke is going to go for at least a I've minute. I've got 15 seconds. I'm taking a pee break. Yeah. You pee really quickly. <laughs> he does. And explosively. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Guy needs to take a squeegee in with him. <laughs> um, I have a condition. <laughs> so the thing that I really liked about this episode is that despite it being a teens and despite it a sort of being a sketch show at the start and a little bit at the end, I felt like the story was really well paced out in this episode. And I really liked the reveal of the sketch pad, even though... The whole sorting machine, the bloody tree shredder that they bring in to just destroy Maud's belongings, like, was a bit overkill. I still liked how Ned stumbled upon that. Yeah, I think it made sense. The story, you're absolutely right, it doesn't suffer from what a lot of the later Simpsons suffers from, which is nothing really works together. From beginning, middle and end, it felt paced really well. There was enough of people actually in the park. There was a legitimate reason for them to dislike the park. And then the miracle happened and just... Everything just flowed really nicely. The the only thing I'm going to disagree with both of you there is (gasps) that the... Um, I don't Sorry, agree we'll with how like how quickly Praiseland is built is is really quick and there's no like jump to like another season or that you know it took time it, it seemingly happened over the weekend. I don't think I minded that because I thought I paced it well out with the Simpsons helping him build it then them going and mooching what was Homer's line let me lead the <laughs> begging initiative get me a begging sack and a sharp stick. Yeah. <laughs> a sack I didn't mind that because. They kept it up with a couple of fast-paced jokes yeah. that I really did enjoy, like yeah. the one about Willie and his special sawdust. <laughs> Do I detect a hint of cinnamon? Oh, I'll never tell. What the fucking <laughs> accent was that? That was your Somebody German. Help. Oh, Somebody help. Don't make me run. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> Save me. An Indian Scottish person living in Germany. <laughs> so bad at Do not know the Scottish accent. No, never. That was great. You always start with ah. Oh. <laughs> nice. What about the Chinese racism? thing yeah that was the one thing it wasn't a good joke i didn't like that it wasn't one. a great what chinese joke? racism thing the one with like oh i took these off a bunch of chinese people they said they celebrating new year in february oh those crazy, crazy people chinese yeah. good food though great restaurants i think it was only made bad with the line of oh, those crazy people I like the yeah. idea that treef wiggum's confiscating fireworks that they're saying they're celebrating new year's in february yeah yeah that's full cool. stop yeah, yeah that's it jokes um, over Love those Chinese restaurants. Felt on the nose. But at the same time, it's one of those times where I did feel like it was the character rather than the show being racist. Yeah, I agree. There have been plenty of times when the show has been racist, just hands down. And I also like that it was just William and Homer laughing at it. I like that they didn't put Ned in that scene. You know, the joke was just these two idiots are idiots, you know. And that saved it. I think if they'd had all three of them there going crazy, you know, those ethnics. Yeah. Not so good. Um, BT, was there a moment from the story that stood out to you? I like how they bring back Rachel at the end of it as well. That kind of yeah. bookends it very nicely and ties it together quite and, well. And gives you optimism for Ned's future. And it sort yeah. of ended yeah. the same way as the other one. Like, Yeah, and it does, however, lead me to a... Uh, Jordan, if I may enter your anal corner without your permission. Woo-hoo! Bitches oh, anal corner! Fucking 
need help. Uh, it's <laughs> still his. I'm just the visiting. Uh, when Homer shows the Maud's indent in the bed and says, oh, that's Maud's side. Nope. In the previous episode, Alone Again, Natural Diddly, that's Ned's side. Is it? Yes. There we go. I noticed it then and I noticed it now. Oh, that's right. Because that's the scene where he goes to reach over to yeah, the left. To her yes. side. It's not there. So which side is it, Simpsons writers? You didn't think we noticed, but we did. Maybe that was actually his imprint. Oh, he was wait a minute. His like when he imprint. screams at the, the, the yeah. flower. We've yeah. never seen Maud and Ned together at the same time. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Are you saying those boobs and butt are his? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I reckon say, he would have gone crazy, worn a wig and a bra. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> that's why he made the masks. <laughs> so he just goes full psycho. Yeah. yeah. What I wanted to say was that the haircut scene of him like creeping up and cutting her hair while she was asleep really had like a Hitchcock psycho vibe to it, you know? Yeah, the shadowing and the looming. Yeah, yeah the shadowing and the looming. Yeah. And him being obsessed with his dead mom and dressing up in the wig and everything versus him being obsessed with his dead wife and dressing her up in the, with the wig and everything. Yep, very similar. Um, but that's not in Ned's character, really. He's more of like an obsessed fan than he is an actual stalker a crazy person yeah in this thing he's not he's not malicious at all yeah i feel like the slow pan up the hallway with all the photographs then him dressing her in the clothes and then waking up in the middle of the night and she he's like almost insane in the cutting of his hair is like he is yeah. channeling the dead spirit he did um, like I, there was that yeah, other joke as well it's like good night maud i mean rachel i, I mean maud i mean there's actually a really quick kind of allusion to that earlier on where he's like well wait just like maud gone uh-huh. minute maud gone maud yeah. gone <laughs> minute yeah it's, it's um, quick they don't pull attention to it yeah, yeah i think there's something very hitchcocky in that whole run of scenes, I, I think that's a really great way to kind of show Ned, whose character never breaks. He's always too good to be true. Except when he did. Except when he did, yeah. Like Calm the, the down, few times when he mean that much more because it's coming from, you know, when the, the, mi- when the mighty fall, they fall with a squelch noise. And that's yeah. what I liked about this episode so much more than Alone Again because that was more dealing with the dating video and, of course, Ned wouldn't have been ready to date that soon yeah. afterwards. No. And Maud's death was just a setup for a bunch of sketch show-style jokes. And yeah. play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? I'm going to say like four or five, maybe. Four or five, bitty. Uh, not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> Jordan? I was going to say maybe once or twice, yeah. Yeah, Claire? Somewhere between five and ten. I've seen it actually pretty frequently. I thought I wanted. Yeah. I quite like this episode. I remember I had a compilation of Simpsons episodes on a VHS, and back when I was in high school, I used to get stoned and put it on. And you, like, come on, <laughs> straight edge, Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> that was only my nickname for the first year of high school. <laughs> and then I discovered pot and became that. You like, just became a sloth. Yep. <laughs> Want some salt? I wanted the salad, not the. Salt. What made me do this? Kids, look up Stoner Sloth on YouTube. It's an Australian ad. It's hilarious. It's just never not funny. It's all three of the ads are as equally perfect bits of comedy that were, <laughs> um, weren't intended to be that way. Was there any quotes, impactful moments from this episode that stuck with you over the years? Uh, I like we're the neighbors, and we don't think. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really cute, knowing Lisa line mm. there. I do want to start saying "off your tough it." That is quite good. <laughs> I do also quite like Chalmers' quote of "I've never been this close to rubbing my eyes in disbelief." Oh, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I'll treat myself. <laughs> One thing that's always stuck to me is the little orphan gag throughout oh, the whole yeah. thing. You know, I think the orphanage needs a fourth wall. 
three is not enough. <laughs> is there something wrong, wrong with, with the miracles? miracles? <laughs> I was going to say, is that poor Violet? Who's poor is Violet? one of them poor Violet? What's is... your name? Poor Violet. Like um, from Google. Yeah, Google. Google on the insects, and I'm going to say something. Google. Is there something wrong with the miracle? <laughs> and then it leads into the joke of Flanders calling like the gas company. So how oh, poisonous yeah. is your gas? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, like outside with plenty of ventilation. How is that worse? <laughs> I love that scene. And so permanent brain damage. Uh, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love a good one-sided phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Violet is from uh, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, the one where um, Bart sets the tree on fire and then oh, says someone burgled right. their Christmas presents yeah. and then everyone chips in, including the orphanage. And I'm pretty sure, was that her? Yeah, I yeah think you're it's right. A, that is the same, same orphanage. Poor Violet. <laughs> Poor yeah. Violet. yeah, but yeah, I, I just want to quickly go back to that phone call routine because that is just some hilarious comedy right there of doling out the information about something really horrible in a really funny way. <laughs> and I love that it's Ned knows what he should do and he's really trying to find a way around it. Trying you know? to stay ever <laughs> yeah. the optimist, you know. And there is another joke out of this whole thing, and it's a throwback. I with can't the... feel my wags. <laughs> Was it that? Blood. I taste blood. <laughs> no, 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 the um, the awful are lighting the candles next to the, the gas main that's broken and Homer and Flanders have to tackle them and it goes back to the text and your gas sniffing orphan beaten souls. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I so love it. <laughs> yeah, I love the rich Texan in this episode. Richard Texan as he's known. The one quote that has stayed with me over the years and I can't get an ice cream headache without thinking about this. <laughs> get that kid, 50 cc's of hot fudge. <laughs> You're going to feel a slight chocolatey sensation. <laughs> oh man, how satisfied does Nelson look? I really wanted that fudge. I felt satisfied watching that. <laughs> I want to know if it works, but I just never have 50 cc's of hot fudge around. I know, we, we should can try that. that all the time. You're going to feel a slight chocolatey sensation. I'm going to use that. Also, Dan, we are totally In... going to Macca's on the way home and getting a hot fudge sundae. Yes. All syrups You'd never be able to get brain freeze from it. I know, it's you the perfect keep... balance. Hot fudge has to be separate so we can test this hypothesis. Oh, okay, fair okay. enough. I'll get a tub of fudge. You get a tub of just ice cream. Oh, I'll get a, a little camping stove so that you can keep the fudge at a perfect hot temperature. And then, boom. <laughs> Where would we be without you, Jordan? We're scientists. <laughs> <laughs> Any other quotes, stuff before we move on? Ooh, ooh. Yes, okay. you and the stripes. This is, it's kind of a terrible and stupid joke, but I still really, really liked it. When the mask first starts floating mm -hmm. and Wiggum goes... What's that floating mask? You want me to shoot everyone? He starts going for the gun and they're like, oh, Nah, nah, I'm just kidding. It is a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle, folks. Calm down. <laughs> like, no, that was great. Wiggum is so self-aware in that moment he as is well. He a piece of shit. What a, what a prick. I love it. There was an, another quote that I liked that was when Rod and Todd are like, Why is everyone getting visions, Daddy? And he goes, Oh, there's no answers. Just like how airplanes work. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> Good old yeah. Flanders. Yeah, miracle. Well, this leads perfectly into the workiness of this episode so yeah all i mean they were hallucinations it's not like real wackiness but it did lead to some wacky situations like disco stew saying that john travolta has to wait in heavens <laughs> I, I, something i noticed about that liza minnelli was in the queue as well is she disco i think not. she'd go to a club well, maybe she didn't get in you know yeah. Yeah. she wasn't she was behind travolta yeah. so she's definitely maybe, not getting in well maybe that was her hell you know frank sinatra was there yeah. waiting like, in the queue oh my god yeah. if hell 
is waiting in line for heaven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> savage. You might get in, you might not. Do you want to lose your place? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd actually say the Disco Stupid was the one part of the episode that didn't work for me. It just was like, hey, celebrity impression. Hey, second celebrity impression. Yeah. I think he's too like much the- of like a D-list character. Like I quite liked Comic Book Guy's one. Oh, yeah? And I would have loved to see Edna's one, but I'm pretty sure it would not oh, be suitable for TV. Yeah. No. <laughs> she was having such a good time. <laughs> but yeah, other wacky moments in the hallucination bit. Who else was hallucinating? Skinner, but he you didn't see his. Yes, explain it. There was a pretty obvious setup and delivery of was I there? No, it was my heaven. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, the wackiness early on is when uh, Homer gets a pile of ice cream and gets it to hit in the electrical yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah someone pointed man. out on Facebook that that's not how electricity works. Yeah, so Frink's cow. Yeah, like, the, very I, wacky. I actually liked this bit. And yeah, Marge's little cute can. I have a, like, she's actually pretty excited about the cow. Yeah. I thought the cow was fun. I didn't like that the cow spoke English and the cow yeah. was like, huh? I like, I like that the cow had a scarf and earmuffs and little booties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I like that bit too. Well, I mean, the Freon, that's going to freeze you from yeah. the inside. What surely. is Freon? Sorry. It's a gas... It's like, 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 isn't Liquid. it refrigerator coolant? Yeah. <laughs> it's a coolant. It is a coolant. It's so cold, it burns me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very, very cold. So it would have, she would have had some seriously, like, insulated udders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say wackiness. Homer decides to weed by just pouring gas on, yeah. oh, the, oh, f- on oh, the ground. It was oh, a bit oh. disappointing. Um, <laughs> teach, teach, pick me. I'm ever so smart. Yes, you there. The, um, there was two sheeps, and there was a bar, and then there was like a f- wireframe sheep and a skeleton. Yeah, that yeah. was one one sheep one was getting burned alive. Yeah, it was my Jordan Zanacorn actually. Oh, fair enough. Was that one? Of, one of them didn't move; just sat there and got burned to death. To death. Wait, yeah. they were real that sheep her- that got one burned. Of them. Yeah, one, one of them was. One of them was a real. real sheep got burned to death. That makes it worse then, I guess. Like, because I thought this was a very unnecessary part of the whole building it up montage yeah. because. Yep. I like the line, oh, it's a control burn. Well, yeah, I mean, there were a few wacky moments, but like nothing super cartoony, and, and I think it was all contextualized. But how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel bumps? There was that one bit where um, Ned is like, oh, it costs a lot of money, and blah, blah, blah. And but he looks around. Wanted it. And all the kids <laughs> are nodding. Mommy and wanted it. Bart mm. and Lisa are nodding, and Marge is nodding. And then. Homer's looking at his watch, <laughs> and then goes, oh, nodding. Yes, I'm supposed yeah. to be nodding. But, you know, it was kind of cute, that bit. It was very like, oh, I don't know, it's going to, but, you know, everyone obviously wanted him to do it, and they thought maybe it would be good for him. Everyone's pressuring him into doing it. Well, that's true. Yeah, but, I mean, he clearly is accepting the help to move on because he recognises that he's got a problem and gets the Simpsons to flush all the points. When you recognise you have a problem, you get your friends to intervene. Yeah. How is that what we're supposed to do? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> intervene, not encourage, yeah. Shit. Beach, uh. your love of cashews has gone too far. <laughs> Why do you say things just to wound? <laughs> you know, the first part of this two-parter, they showed very little of Rod and Todd at all, even acknowledging that their mum was gone. Yeah. And I think they had a little bit more of the kids in this one, and I like that. And I like that they were obviously, you know, missing their mum and thinking about her as well. Yeah, definitely. Nice. And even though it was a couple of bits, like it was the couple of bits that felt missing from the other episode. Yeah. And yeah, Ned feeling the heart when like th- he thinks that there's miracles going on, and oh, thank you, Maud, for saving this. Pu-. Like that was a beautiful act break right there. Mm. The big hard bit as well at the end that we've got about the you know, are you sure you want to do this? They're trying to allude to you know they're in the bedroom, they're gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, 
it's just the fact that like, you know, yes, where we're finishing off the grieving process, I'm going to pull out the divot, the indentation now. Like, I thought that was quite lovely. Well, yeah. I just like that Rachel isn't, the relationship wasn't portrayed as a replacement for Maud. No. I no. think the fact that she was very respectful of his boundaries, very understanding with his insanity, which frankly I wouldn't have been, would have run for the hills, but her, you know, put on a wig and let's never talk about this again. She was just a very lovely person. I think it was a really nice balance. Yeah, I kind of felt like know. she had like the right amount of agency as well. She wasn't there yeah. as a replacement or as a, and now that's over. Mm. But she also wasn't, uh, you know, a there and gone either. Yeah. That's a good point because the episode leaves it very open. They don't do something like have sex where that would be a very big thing for Ned and like he'd only do that with someone he was ready to move on with or some Vegas hookers or a movie star <laughs> later on later on but yeah in this one they leave his relationship with Rachel open and it's mostly friendly and she's mostly just being a supportive person rather than as you guys said as a replacement yeah I thought this episode dealt with the heart beautifully but did it feel like an episode of the Simpsons yeah I think it pulled it off well it started off with what was basically like the market series of sketches, which is like the traditional Simpsons intro, you know? Start off with, they're eating ice cream today. They're eating ice cream today. There's a market. Everyone's got their own different stalls. We do a couple of bits of different stalls and things. Yep. And what was Reverend Lovejoy's? Oh, there's some Unitarian, Unitarian ice cream. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I did like Command Mint. <laughs> oh, yeah. I liked Bible Gum. <laughs> uh, and I like the sign gag of a Sunday service you can swallow. Mm. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and Barton Millhouse at the start as well. Uh, that's a it's crawling in my mouth and I don't care. <laughs> Who hasn't been in that food coma? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of feeling like an episode of The Simpsons, I felt like integrity was on top form. Like, even though you could say Homer was being a little bit of a jerk ass with the tree shredding thing. I feel like the first part of the episode... He was a bit of a dick. There are a few jokes in there that I wasn't 100% in love with, but they really fixed it. You know, by the mm. middle and the end of the episode, they finished strong. They picked yeah. up momentum. And I think that just, it was much better. There are lots of things in the first part, like Homer being a bit of a dick and the Cletus joke I didn't love. What was and, that? Oh, yeah, I've forgotten it. He asked for ice cream and he doesn't know the word for chocolate. I'll have the darky one, you know. I'll yeah. have the darkity kind. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. A few little things and then the ice cream getting zapped and stuff. I was like, yeah, it's fine, but it's not amazing. Exactly. They were very average sorts of jokes. Yeah, everything up until Rachel Jordan getting introduced, I think, was pretty damn weak. Yeah, it was weak. That's the main thing. It wasn't terrible. It was just weak. But because they finished strong, it sort of made everything else better. Well, not only did they stick the landing, I felt like they stuck multiple landings. Mm. Like, you're right. It did kind of start out like a sketch show, but then, yeah, Rachel gets introduced and Ned has to move on, praise Len, and then praise Len shutting down, but you still need to make it feel like a win for him. I felt like The Simpsons just nailed it on every time. Mm. I did like, and I normally don't like, teenage girl Homer. I, I'll phrase him as teenage girl Homer, where he's all giggly and, like, silly mm. and, you know, going, ooh. Boy likes you. He you know. can hear you, Rachel. I did actually yeah. rely on that back and forth. It was one of my last moments of, um, ooh, she wants to get coffee. <laughs> I can hear her. Ooh, he can hear you. <laughs> and then in playing with the little origami fortune yes, teller. The fortune yeah. teller. There's only yeah. one way to find out. Ned has cooties. <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> I like that. And I think Teenage Girl Homer comes up quite a bit. Uh, a, new, a new phrase coined. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think that complimentary to that, Ned's blushing like a kind of a... Oh, that was a yeah. Like a child. Mr. Flanders, I thought you didn't like her. Ha ha, Ned likes a girl. <laughs> yeah. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Oh yeah, I would. I will. Sure. 
Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. What playlist are we going to put it in? Flanders. Death. Amusement parks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mix it in with the Storytime Village episode that this one referenced. Yeah. Itchy and Scratchy Land. Oh, Where man. someone apparently died. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all like, oh, yeah, close child up, beheaded. that child was decapitated. It, w- it wasn't the best park in the world, you know. There's this mother goose. The following cars have been broken into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halluc- hallucinations episodes. Ah. Yep. Yeah, put this with uh, cleaning and I must destroy you. Yep, yep. Guest stars for this episode. Yeah, the only guest star was Sean Colvin, who played Rachel. And musical moments, she had a little song at the start. What was it about? Jesus loves me that I know and something. It's funny how I don't remember that song at all, despite seeing that episode like five seconds ago. I know, I remember... I remember about the one from the Jesus was involved. Part. Oh, there was a creepy line in it, though. I'm a groupie knocking on his door. This ties back into the whole Cartman. Wait, is this sexual? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Probably. Yes. Mm. Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, body of Christ. A great swimmer's body or muscled up and toned body of Christ. Stop it. A body of Christ. You've been warned? <laughs> Stop it. I love it when Elliot oh sings about Jesus. Danny, is there anything you'd change about this episode? The only thing that didn't happen that should have happened was giant gas explosion. <laughs> orphans just flying. <laughs> yeah, orphans orphans doing the leap, you know? No, or like Homer and Ned each doing the explosion leap with like an orphan under his arm. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, that would be it's, awesome. Yeah, perfect ending. And then like um, you can have chunks of stone more just... Chunky. Maud has wrought her <laughs> vengeance chunk, on us. Chunk. Oh, like her head just yeah. goes and crashes into some guy's like windshield. Oh, like Cloverfield. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm happy with that one. Let's your I okay. have asked this question many times, Danny, and that is easily the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> guys, he set the bar pretty high. <laughs> yes. Well done. Having said that, PT, what would you change about this episode? I mean, like, I'd change the beginning so it was tighter and funnier and just <laughs> ruined it all. <laughs> change it up. Maud isn't dead. She faked her own death oh! and is living in the Maldives. <laughs> wow. She's wow. going under the pseudonym of Rory B. Pillows. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She was an, actually an international assassin with <laughs> oh a Manchurian candidate in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. At the end, you see her at like, the French cafe with her butler. With like a sniper rifle. Oh, and yeah. Hibbert was into it. That's why he knew oh. when to leave the stand and go down and, you know, declare, declare she's, she's dead. dead. Ooh, the pieces fit. Oh, my God. No ambulances involved. Everything's making sense. (laughs) Perfect. Claire, do you have anything, any changes you'd like to make? Nah, I'm good. I think I like it the way it is. All right. Without explosions? (laughs) Oh, always more explosions. Wait a minute. You're not Danny. Rips off mask. It's Michael Bay. (laughs) (laughs) That explains quite a lot. (laughs) BT, any other notes? Ned Wood Flanders. Ah, uh, yes, that yeah. was my other note. Ow. I, I, had to look, <laughs> yeah. I had to look up <laughs> on, like, Wiki Simpsons. If that, is that, like, actually his it real name? It must be canon now. Is, but then I've also found aliases Stupid Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid shit. Sexy Flanders. Jordan, any other notes? Uh, a couple of anal corners. Jordan's, Jordan's anal corner! corner. Oh, it's Order. a trio now. Order. Order. Um, With an echo pedal. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> pedal. Uh, Maud gets out of it's not Maud, Rachel gets out of bed and actually goes over the indent. She gets out on that side, the indent mm. side. Yes, I'm like, I did oh, oh, she would have fucked that up royally. Would have had to start the shit out of that. That's actually interesting. Like they didn't have sort of 
Flanders lose sight of her and scramble to fix the indentation. Yeah. Like, well, he was coming to the conclusion that he'd gone mad. I suppose yeah. it was. It was nice that he had the gravitas to realize that he'd pushed it too far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an unnecessary. I just wonder. Yeah. Any. Yeah. What else? Ned talks about. Oh, it's really expensive. You got to. You get money, and you got to pay for turnstiles. And then when they open the park, there are no turnstiles or ticket booths to let people in. They're expensive. Yeah. Anal corner. Yep. <laughs> also, Ned is like on every booth running everything, and he's by the ticket door, and he's yeah. by the exit door. Mm. I did notice mm. that Principal Skinner, when he was having his hallucinations, said Calamata a few times, and it made me think of olives. Mm. Really <laughs> want some mm. olives. I thought he was doing that uh, Indiana Jones, you know, the shit one. Kali Ma? Y- yeah. Was that it? Kamamata Boohoo? Was that no. one of the things that they chant? Don't think so. No, I, I don't know. I've Kali only Ma. seen Temple of Doom once because it sucks. Kalamata Olive. Kalamata. No, wait. Kalima. Kalima. Yeah. <laughs> Kalimata. And he just reaches out and grabs an <laughs> olive out of the jar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> out from like in your chest. <laughs> it was in my Do you pocket. have to keep your olives there? Yep. For the bit. <laughs> Claire, any other notes? Uh, there's only one other joke that I um, liked enough to write down. Yeah. He first meets Rachel and the, she says, oh, what about getting a coffee sometime? He's like, well, that'd be great, but I'm busy tomorrow because I've got lifeguard duty at the baptism pool. <laughs> yeah. like Loved it. That, that was funny. <laughs> you can imagine him as well sitting up on a high chair near the, yeah, right. in the church. Yeah. No running. The church. They're dunking people in that little bathtub thing. <laughs> Blows the whistle. I think you've been under long enough. All right, time for Elliot's quick fire notes. More like like slow fire. (laughs) Why did that sound so sensual? Hey, Elliot, time for your slow fire notes. (laughs) Because it came out of my mouth. Just back at the ice cream social, it only just occurred to me on this rewatch that it was a church-run event, yet they invited Frink to do some science-y stuff and show his science cow. That is an abomination to God. <laughs> yeah, so they can point and go, look what science hath wrought. <laughs> Ooh, ice, ice cream. cream. Quick fire. <laughs> he, she found a rhyme for Hezekiah. What do we think that was? Jeremiah. Jebediah. Tits on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Third option. Yes. <laughs> Quick fire. <laughs> that was good gun harmony right there. <laughs> Ooh, three pairs of shoes. <laughs> Someone's got a, a fetish. fetish. <laughs> oh, Marge, I feel so sorry for her in that moment. You can tell she's been wearing the same bloody Kmart ballet slippers for the right. last 20 yeah. years. And now we know why she has chronic foot pain. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, bad shoes, chronic web nagging. Feet. And those things are so stinky. We were web, talking web about stinky feet before, and it's feet? because of the like plastic ballet slippers oh, yeah. from Kmart. Oh, yeah. mm. Hold in all the sweat and filth. Yeah. Stink machines. All the Marge juice. I love the plaque on the Maud statue. She taught us the joy of shame and the shame, shame of joy. joy. Yeah. Real, um, real Flandersy. Yeah, totally. I like how Homer's doing a bonehead in the background of Ned's little news. His, yeah, when he's on the local news. His belly dance was amazing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty good at it. So, yeah, the actual rides we haven't talked about at Praiseland. Uh, and I loved how this folded out where you stay optimistic for Flanders that this park will be successful. Yeah. yeah. And then you actually see it in practice. Of, oh, this is an awful idea. <laughs> yeah. It could have been I really cool, liked, though. I really like the thing of, oh, what's the matter, little Christian? What about a Noah's Ark of jelly beans? Ooh, is there two of every flavor? No, they're all the same flavor. Plain. Lord's <laughs> yeah. favorite. I like Splash Mountain, where he's like, you're going to have to listen to all 150 of my songs, and then the locks come down. Yeah. And they're screaming. <laughs> ah. so they were having fun up until that point. Yeah. Great. You're just waiting for the drop. I, I really liked Ralph's like, can I wait in the car? 
Let's both wait in the car. <laughs> I think it could have been a really cool park, though. I think there's probably some cool stuff in the Bible that you could make rides out of. Yeah. Like, you know, being in a lion's den and there's all the snakes <laughs> and, like, yeah. you know, there's a bunch yeah. of shit in there well, that's really whack cool. A, whack a Satan could have been good, but... Oh, for real. They just need something to whack it with. <laughs> no, you need to destroy Satan with your faith. You n- My face? You say I'm ugly? <laughs> no, 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 I think I you're think beautiful. You're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have uh, like a Moses water ride. You know. Nice. Oh, nice. Flip the casino tables ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Star Wars. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very similar. Quick fire. <laughs> I loved Mo in this episode. He only had two scenes, but the when he's trying to leave the park. And Ned's going to stamp his hand. Would you like to stamp for re-entry? And Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> and then later when they discover the miracle and he just goes crazy and kicks Agnes's bag <laughs> several hundred feet. I like that Agnes calls him out on it straight <laughs> away. <laughs> what are you doing? Go get that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Shit, later. You going I'll see most. Stop that at once and go get that man who kicked my bag. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Quick fire! <laughs> oh yeah, and comic book guy's uh, hallucination. We didn't talk about that. He's he's Spock, but with laser eyes. Oh yeah. yeah, and he gets to have orgies with uh, makeout uh, sessions. It's a G-rated comic. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, with Uhura, um, come on, Catwoman. And, and Agent 99. Yeah. Is that from Get Smart? Great yeah. choices. Great choices. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're, they're top-notch choices. She was a strong and smart independent woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Max. Oh, I just got shivers. All right, guys. I'm out of notes, so it means it's time to rank this thing. Elliot, you got to lean into your mic. Better. Better. <laughs> Jordan, what is your ranking? Uh, I think I'm going to disappoint. Um, Rude. I don't actually like this one much we've been so glowing about it though. i i think we've said a lot of things but i don't know i just didn't go with your gut yeah I, then we'll kick you in it yeah <laughs> i think i have to give it a bronze like i'm not i'm not wow i'm not that's s- fucking low yeah i know i just i it's I, not it's a medal tell that to olympians <sighs> yeah bronze yeah they great. know they know that they're failures yeah. <laughs> I d- there's just not enough in this episode that makes me really really love it i think some of it is still quite awkward i know there's stuff that said like you know it's cute or whatever but i'm like it's fine and it yeah there's some bits i just don't like and i mean it's still good it's just really not my favorite did you just come from the amusement park craze <laughs> yes praise stop it bt what is your rank Silver. Why? The same thing we said. It's a good, good flow. I got some yucks. A couple of things kind of did hinder it from being uh, any higher. That beginning is very. It's not bad that it's a little bit sketch show, but it's just the sketches in it I don't like too much. Fair enough. But once we hit the bit with Rachel Jordan, everything else runs pretty well. There are some, again, some slowdown moments. Homer with the gas is stupid. Yeah, but overall, I enjoyed the ride, I enjoyed the emotions, and I had some yucks. So that is a silver. He enjoyed King David's wild ride. Claire? I did not. I did not say that. Stop misquoting me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) um... I have a tremendous love of cashews, B.T. Calloway. God damn it. 1987. (laughs) (laughs) Came out of the womb. Loving cashews. Mm. It's weird because... Look, my rank would be silver, but I feel like its overall rank should be like a shiny silver. Does that make sense? Like, it's a really good episode, in my opinion. Like, it's really solid. It's not a gold and it's not a cubic because they're just, that's some really good competition right there. Yep. But I think it's its a very solid to, you know, quite a shiny silver. 
All right, fair enough. Yeah, I'm giving it a gold. I actually want to give it a cubic, but I know just yeah, on yeah, a... Yeah, you, Elliot, would help me. <laughs> well, I actually do want to give it a cubic, but on a theoretical level, I can't ignore that, yeah, what you were saying, BT, the start isn't all that funny. The sketches are pretty hit and miss. And not that a cubic necessarily has to be a perfect episode, but I think this episode comes as close as any other teen's episodes to getting a cubic. Yeah, there are some technical things that I didn't like about it, which dragged the score down for me. So that's a gold from me, Danny. Have finishes many, off. Have many other teens earned a cubic? Like in the end rank? While while, while you're looking that up, I just want to say that I really didn't like that part, Crazeland, where everyone stops and laughs, and and they're like, by the way, it's a pun on Crazeland. Yeah. Lol, that dragged out, and not 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 didn't like that at all. Um, cubics. Yeah, they have been that um that skiing one is cubic, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the one little big yeah. mom got yeah. half uh, got two cubics. Like nothing's gotten from the teens or HD for that matter has gotten unanimous cubic zirconia. But I mean, there's been a smattering of episodes that have gotten cubic rankings from the teens, not from the HD. Mm. But mm. I'm with Cubit got two, a little big mom got two, HOMR got two. So what's your rank, Danny? Look, my head says bronze, but my guts say silver. Yeah, I have problems with the episode. There are a bunch of things I didn't like, but overall, it still felt Simpsonsy, and to me, that's the big thing. You know, yep. it felt like if I wasn't paying close attention, it would have just been a good Simpsons episode. All right, great. Well, although that's a split rank, it'll be a silver on average. Yeah, the gold and the bronze essentially <laughs> evening that out. <laughs> um, this has also happened in the episodes "The Departed" from season nineteen, which. Us three podcast listeners can't see where I'm pointing. Um, (laughs) And this also happened with Treehouse of Horror 12 from season 13. That was the one with like the Harry Potter sketch and the Pierce Brosnan house. And also, guess who's coming to criticize dinner, which I still think is criminally underranked. All right, guys, it's time to bring this two-part special to a close. We are going to finally find out. We've been waiting all summer. And we're going to discover <laughs> who shat on Peter's crumpets. Finally! <laughs> I have been waiting so long. So much money has been spent on private investigators. It was and I found out there were codmen. I could have saved you all that money. Yeah, could have. Now we need to investigate who cost me all that money. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our classic era and final episode for the evening, and the final episode for our two-part extravaganza. This was Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. This was Season 7, Episode 1, first released in September of 1995, written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. In this episode, it's the thrilling conclusion to Who Shot Mr. Burns. You know it, I know it, we love it. Guys, what did you think? We love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I almost want to go back and change my rating from the first one. Because <laughs> for this 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 one, Quubic Zirconia is not Quubic <laughs> enough. <laughs> Today, Junior. Because I remember when we, were, when we did... Sorry, part... I just want to issue a fine for referencing an Adam Sandler movie. Yep. Okay, mm. let's move on. When we're reviewing the first one, we're all like, oh, yeah, this one was really good. I feel like the second one doesn't quite live up to this one because this one has all those great little plot lines. But, you know, when we get that, it'll probably be a golden. Oh, my God, no, it's so good. This is amazing. And we talked about the other one, you know, trying to forget about part two for a second. Did that episode work at building up the hype? Mm. And we said yes. And I think this episode lives up to matching that hype. Man, yeah. just that. That yeah. first ad break is so packed. Oh. Mm. I mean, I watched it so many times when I was younger, but I haven't seen it for several years. Mm. Yeah, neither. And 
I'd forgotten how many of like quotable Simpsons moments have come specifically from this episode. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole Dr. Colossus stuff. I'd forgotten <laughs> that it was this episode. Dr. Colossus. Amazing. Yeah, the number of times went, that's right, that's from this one. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. he first appears in the Lisa and Malibu Stacy episode yeah. where Dr. Colossus <laughs> was one of like the creator of Malibu Stacy's boyfriends. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. My yeah. previous husbands, Ken, Joe, Dr. Colossus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Dr. Colossus in this episode was amazing. So good. He right. was a rank amateur <laughs> to Dr. Colossus. All right, we'll let you go, but stay away from Death Mountain. Oh, but all my stuff is there. <laughs> and even his belt just has big button with Colossus. Also boots. <laughs> when is my lawyer coming? Is- <laughs> He's so tired. <laughs> but this is a, a super villain that has worked on his brand, you know? Oh, man, so <laughs> good. Yeah. So, yeah, and if you <sighs> want to hear more about Dr. Colossus, our friends over at Pods in the Key of Springfield constantly try and make up conspiracy theories involving him. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, nice. he, he could be the puppet master to all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just immediately, guys, what are some jokes that stood out to you? Okay, well, I mean, the opening scene, right? Oh, man. Where you've got Smithers waking up in a pile of his own filth, which is already (laughs) an amazing, like, opening. And hard cut, it reminds you what's happened in one hit. And then you've got the dream sequence. (laughs) You know, he's like, Burns is there showering. And you kind of think, well, this is a typical Smithers fantasy. And then it just doubles down on the, now let's burn rubber, baby. (laughs) What are we? We're undercover detectives in the hot rod circuit. The year is 1965. (laughs) I just love that anyone who would have watched it at the time, I don't think the Dallas viewer would be also a Simpsons viewer to have yeah. even gotten the reference. Oh, is this a who shot JR thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah basically I, because it was like, oh, he didn't get shot. It was a dream and he, he's yeah. in the shower and that's the, that's where it comes from. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. who would have gotten that? Who was and then boom, Simpsons Speed Racer. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just love Mr. Smithers' face when, uh, as soon as Mr. Smithers goes, Yes, yeah, it's the year 1965. And he just basically goes, oh, wait. This is- <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I, I do like that. It announces what year it is because that always happens when my friends walk into me. It's like, all right, it's the year 2018. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Sounds like fun. <laughs> That's right. The year Perfect. is 2018 and you're listening to a podcast. Danny, is there a joke that stands out to you? Is there one joke that stands out to me? <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love you, Elliot. I do. Oh, do, man. What's a joke you like? Oh, God. Tell me about things you like. Hmm. There's so much. I think my favorite bit is the backwards talking section. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Sorry, is this a Twin Peaks reference? This is, this yeah. is the li- basically, yeah, the last couple of episodes of Twin Peaks specifically, but yeah, David oh. Lynch, definitely. Oh, okay. And it does it so well. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, sorry, Trisha, big fan of the show. I haven't watched Twin Peaks yet, but I'm out of shows at the moment, so I think I might finally get around to doing this. But uh, sorry, go on, Jordan. Everything about it, there's the, the little flashes of light off to the side that illuminate Homer. There's like a shadow kind of fluttering in the background. There's the, the checkered floor, the red drapes, the lamp. Everything is perfect. The backwards talking, the weird, like horror element that kind of comes yeah. through. It's, the way it's she does perfect. the backwards dance thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's perfect Lynch. Like it's so good. It's such a good homage to it. Uh, what I love is, despite not knowing that at all, when we first saw this as kids, everyone went to school the next day going, "Chief, wake up! Don't <laughs> eat the clues." Burns <laughs> is suit. Yeah. Burns is suit. I'm not following. <laughs> And it does totally sound like they recorded Yardley backwards, got her to say her lines backwards, and then, and then yeah. reversed them. Let me flip it and reverse it. <laughs> That's what she says. 
Yep. So this bit, um, the whole Twin Peaks dream, backwards swapping dream of the flaming cards, this was awesome for giving a really clever way to set up the clue. And I love that Chief Wiggum still doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look at Burns' suit. <laughs> Yeesh. And then it takes Eddie to come over and then actually, <laughs> like, directly. Yeah. Did you have the same backwards talking dream with the burning cards? No, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> I really like the lead-in as well. It's like, oh, it's going to be an all-nighter. Better get some coffee. Ah, I had a coffee. I'll just drink this warm cream. <laughs> <laughs> I Look, I really like the fact that Eddie and Lou are Eddie and Lou. I mm. miss those guys. Yeah, being yeah. the way they should be, yeah. I really like Eddie. Like Especially when uh, Lisa walks in and goes, Mr. Bones was the richest man in town. Maybe this is about money. Oh, good one. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just takes the credit for yeah. it. Yeah, I but, suppose that was me. <laughs> but yeah, almost in the sense that he thinks he did say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they were doing some good, honest police work in this episode, and I like that Chief Wiggum was kind of competent. Yeah. I actually did like, and this is not something I really paid much attention to before, but they literally interview Maggie as one of the first people, Yeah, you know, and... I, I did like that look who's talking now joke as well. Yeah. They ain't talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the baby and the dog. Yeah, and I think it also throws the suspicion immediately. You just go, how ridiculous is this? And they're interviewing, uh-huh. but they get a joke out of it. They don't just do it and then move on. They do it for the jokes. You think, oh, that's a joke. You don't realize it's a clue. Ooh. Yeah. But that really ties into what this episode did well is not only reminding you eloquently about what happened in the last mm. episode, but still making it entertaining. Yeah, because there are a couple of flashbacks, but they're led to, and so they work really well. Yeah, the pacing of this episode is amazing. Just how they really just stick the landing. The pacing mm. is phenomenal. Mm. There is not, I mean, especially in the very first act, but the whole way through, there's not one wasted second, mm. not one line that isn't a hilarious joke or pushing the plot forward yeah. in a way that doesn't yeah. feel rushed or forced or... One thing that I really noticed on that line is that a lot of the little not necessary to the plot jokes were still so funny. Yeah. One of which is after Smithers gets arrested, comes out, all the journalists are there. It's like, Dave Shorten, who are you? Where are you going? Oh, yeah. do your research, Shorten. <laughs> I love as well. I was like from the Springfield Daily Shopper yeah. as well. Yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. really hard-hitting publication. So that's like your supermarket tabloid yeah. sort of newspaper. Yeah. Just, yeah. He just saw a commotion and yeah. Like, oh, what's happening here? Maybe there's a story. Who are you? Where are you going? Yeah. Really like, even like in the recap, you get a bunch of jokes like, oh, dozens of people have gone down in Springfield ah, every day. But until, that, until now, none of them are important. I'm Kent Brockman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dozens in Springfield. Like, every this is day. meant to be a small yeah. town. And to follow that up with, he was rushed to hospital where he was pronounced dead. He was then rushed to a better hospital where his condition was upgraded to alive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the jokes question. We could just keep going. Oh, this episode is amazingly So dense. far, everything we've mentioned is, again, first ad break. Yeah. I've got the script in front of me, uh, so I'm cheating. Um, but <laughs> Shout out to FrankieAct.com. Like, yes. subscribe, and donate on Patreon. Just because we're sort of going through how tight the mm. intro is. The next line is, now let's talk to Chief Wiggum. And he goes, oh, hiya, Kent. That's not how a Chief Wiggum, a Chief talks. <laughs> eating, oh, eating he's eating an ice cream. He's eating an I've always liked that bit where Grandpa is stroking the gun and he's like oh you're the bee's knees baby have missed you bad and Marty's like are you talking to me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was great that scene. One thing that's always stood out to me though he's pouring OJ on his cereal there. Yeah Yeah, I'm not too sure what's going on. He's a strange old man let's face it. I'm not sure you can talk Mr. Allbrand with water. (laughs) (laughs) I don't eat that anymore I'm not allowed. 
<laughs> we made fun of him too much. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> okay, and with good reason. Yes, um, Smingers did it. Case closed. Now, where's my hat? I'm going to the outhouse. <laughs> we, we don't, don't have, have an outhouse. outhouse. My tool's head. <laughs> oh, Dad. Yeah, I love that. We don't have an outhouse. I've definitely said that. Yeah, but then, then the, the cut back later. later. Yeah, where and I was just washing it out. Yeah. Holding it down and looking so pissed off. Yeah, he did not make it in time. Uh-oh, Dad. <laughs> that was great. Were there any particular story moments that stood out to any of you? One that I really liked, and it was one of the few moments of genuine heart in the episode for me, and it was when they announced that Homer was at the hospital and everyone's running there to basically murder him and get the reward, and Lisa jumps in front of the door and screams, don't shoot my dad! And, like, I mean, the voice acting in that was really on point because Mm. it could have been played for a joke. I mean, there was Mm. joke on joke on joke up until this point, but that seemed like the genuine, like, little girl really afraid and knowing that he's innocent and not being able to prove it. And especially when everyone else was just ready to write him off. Yeah, he's the deranged lunatic who didn't have a good enough reason. Especially Grandpa that's, like, (laughs) bringing that awful (laughs) home to justice. Yeah. Man, Grandpa was on top for me. (laughs) Who put the slippers in the dishwasher? Who Who threw the cane at the TV? (laughs) (laughs) Who fell into the china hutch? (laughs) You don't need to be a prickly pear. That's such a cute Marge line as well. Because we're sort of talking story, and she was sort of talking heart. My favorite heart story was Smithers being like, could I have done it? Oh, God, the guilt is driving me mad. Oh, a gun in my... It's been freshly fired. What have I done? (laughs) And then the muffler guy just sticks (laughs) Sticks in his coat pocket. Stares at him for a couple of seconds like, I can't help him here. Have have an advert. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he's upset about a muffler. Beautiful heart, though. That is a a heart-rending scene. Oh, absolutely. And the, it does drive him nuts, and he goes to the confessional. And yeah. I love, you know, he realizes that it wasn't him that shot Mr. Burns. He goes, well, instead of wounding a terrible old man. <laughs> may have killed an killed intimate an, man. <laughs> yeah. That's much worse. <laughs> About 50,000 volts worse. Sizzle. <laughs> 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 okay, who else loved Sideshow oh, Mel yeah. in this? I oh, am yeah. Melvin Van Horn. <laughs> this is my associate, Herschel Krustossi. <laughs> Well, just just this great hey, little hey. line of, hmm, at the town meeting, Mr. Smithers mentioned he watched Comedy Central. I made a note of it, as it seemed quite unusual. <laughs> so, is that like Sherlock? It's the most a casual bit? burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's total Sherlock. And, and it's one of the few times where Krusty takes a sidekick role yeah. and just slots into it really well. He does yeah. not fight him at all in this. Wacky He's along sidekick. for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you take the lead. You can talk eloquent like <laughs> A story moment that stood uh, out to you? Yeah, well, it's kind of a story moment. I liked as well, like, the subtle fugitive homages, yeah. too. Like there's right the bit, at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bit where Millhouse jumps off the... Oh, wait, different episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, where, Simpsons love the fugitive. Well, first of all, yeah, where he gets out of the paddy wagon. Mm-hmm. What do you call it in America? I don't know. Anyway, he gets out of that and he... We call it a paddy wagon here. And yeah. he jumps <laughs> off just as... <laughs> what's his name? Jasper hits the, uh, <laughs> hits the car from behind. Yeah. yeah. But then also at the hospital where he's wearing like the lab coat and everything. Yeah. It's like, it's a really good quick nod that you, again, you may miss it and it's not I called totally attention to did. it all. Mm-hmm. Is it's fugitive references, which is really cool. I haven't seen yeah. The Fugitive yet. <laughs> you should see The Fugitive. It's, it's really good. good. It's really good. Or as but I used to think it was called when I was a child, The Fugitive. Nice. <laughs> that oh, sounds like oh. you do something for a casual Ah, uh, Just for The Fugitive. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, well, another, another, another part I remembered. Sorry, we're doing just parts, sort of. <laughs> yeah, um, there's so okay. many parts. There's so many parts. I really, really liked 
Tito's musical number. Yeah. Oh, um, musical moments for this episode. Yeah. I really love that they did the whole song and it didn't feel like, oh God, they're going to do the whole fucking song. No, yeah. it was so a many beautiful HD samba. songs. I'm just like, oh, yep, they're doing the whole thing. There's going to be seven mm. verses of this shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, Latin music is very infectious in this way. You know, the million yeah. percussion instruments and the horns. Are just, you can't not feel good when listening to Latin music. And it cut to little like visual gags and things and everyone was enjoying it. And it was yep. upbeat and catchy and it, was, and it didn't drag at all. No. And then at the end, just as soon as Wiggum goes, oh, I hope all of our. our so our suspects, suspects are this much, much fun. <laughs> hard cut. Bam, hard cut. Hmm. Now let me... Let me think. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I love amazing. how with every tick you see, uh, like Lou uh, and Eddie, and, and their shoulders slump, yeah. and their faces like go down, and they're like, oh. <laughs> our suspects peaked so early. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tito was amazing in this episode. Only really had that one line, but... But it was a nice wrap-up to his storyline as yeah. well. It made it feel like a mm. two-parter. You know what happened to him. And also... Yeah. It was so savage. You were like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to kill him. He needs to keep singing yeah. this song. But yeah, it tells us he's gone back to showbiz and he is just burning burns. And, that, and that's how he gets his revenge in life, <laughs> with slanderous mumbles. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so good. And again, didn't feel boring and draggy, had funny lyrics. Even the little like visual gags of Burns' face on the bongo drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but I did catch El Diablo con Dinero, yeah, which yeah, means the, the devil with money. Yeah. And he says, Corazón del Perro, which means the heart of a dog. Oh. And when he says, Adios, viejo, it means goodbye, old man. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Despise you, but all of us despise you. <laughs> Please, Please die. die and fry in hell, you rotten, rich, old wretch. And I love how the cuts as well, where they got the guy who's holding the plate of clams who are yeah. all getting into yeah. it. Just, oh, the, the guy, guy with the, the condom, condom machine. Yeah. <laughs> just like forgetting what he's there for, just knocking one out every beat. The only thing that annoyed me was that like both of those were just out of time with the rest of the song. It just annoyed me. And I, I was feel like, like they're probably animated before yeah. the actual well, music I mean, was done. Jordan Zane will call it Elliot edition. The guy playing the Wero. Really? No one? Okay. Yeah. The guy playing the Wero. Honor, honor. <laughs> the guy playing the Wero was not playing it right. No. You meant to stroke it up and down, and he was just hitting it like it was a timbale. Yeah, hitting it doesn't get anywhere. Stroking it works much better. Stroke your Wero, oh, people. Reka chica, reka chica. That was pretty hard. Um, sorry. Yes, I had some key notes I wanted to speak about. Firstly, going back to what Jordan was saying, that moment with the fugitive homage where Homer's wearing the white lab coat, but he kind of leans in over birds and it shadows the light, and it's a very ominous moment for him. You're like, oh, maybe Homer could have done it. Mm, yeah. But the story point that sticks out to me is when Lisa's like, Nancy Drew says all you need to be an, an investigator is an inquisitive temperament and two good friends, uh. and I've got an inquisitive temperament. <laughs> First of all, really funny, really sad, but it also really <laughs> organically puts her investigation into the plot line of the yeah. story. Yeah. Yep. So it's just a quadruple whammy of greatness right well, there. Well, also, Wiggum is using Agatha Christie, Seconds so, later. you know, it's it's not that yeah. far It's off. just jumping on that. It's just interesting that they didn't have bar and Lisa doing the detective thing. Mm. And I yeah. guess maybe that just speaks to how packed this episode was. I think that it does. They didn't have time to involve Bart. And 
Like, really, Bart didn't have much in this episode at all. I was about to say, well, uh, the only thing I can think of is the, who wants chocolate ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Such a good moment. Well, he also says, I don't know what the lead up is to it anymore. I can't remember it, but... DNA, positive ID. Yeah, those things don't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Beach, yeah? Okay, because I remember the, the good Tito Quente cut to skin a bit, but Quente. I forgot... Okay, how about shut up? <laughs> but then I forgot that it continues on, that we then go to Willie doing the basic instinct. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. So I guess they'll blow to go, you've been warned about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I and like then, how they say ground tender, groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Like yeah. that's his first name is groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, that's another Lisa bit. And I do like that she also says, lick a connoisseur, Barney Gumble. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's how she would phrase drunk. Yeah. She's a sweetie, just like Marge. Yeah, but then you've also got, from Willie, we then go to Mo at the polygraph machine. Oh, and that's man. Just oh, what a scene. So good. And I love it because Mo didn't need to volunteer any of this information. No, he could right. have shut up at any point, but he keeps digging. <laughs> you just get me out of these. I don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. <laughs> And it's maybe a reference that probably got lost on a lot of Australians, but Sears, it's kind of like a Kmart, yeah. but a bit yeah. bigger. A bit yeah. closer to Maya. Yeah. Yeah, but not like quite, they're not, not that upmarket no, either. So. No. It's basics. Like, it's, it's, it's not... Just a typical like fashion catalogue. It's yeah, not a sexy catalogue. I'd say that, yeah, Target in probably... Australia is different to Target well, in America by the, by, for listeners. I don't think anyone in this family is capable of attempted murder. Uh, you never know what you're capable of. <laughs> I never thought I could shoot down a German plane, but last year I proved myself wrong. Oh. <laughs> last year. <laughs> but now I want to find out the storyline where Grandpa goes and shoots down a German plane. I bet it was something to do with a tontine. Yep, yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> but it does, like, it still gives you a bit of suspicion that any of these people do have sort of darker tendencies mm. and, like, Homer as well. I think this episode does a good job of keeping you suspecting him. You know, he went berserk when he couldn't remember his name berserk is right can i have some iced tea please well i even like the line where lisa's just like well actually mom it's usually the most common suspect otherwise it's just some crazy person that doesn't have a reason and they all look at home and like i had a perfectly good reason he couldn't remember my name and what you were saying in the last episode danny about you know this is like a much bigger issue than we're giving it credit for Mm. and poor homer's slide into depression about this like Hell, even at the very end when uh, Burns wakes up and is, Homer's like, say I never shot you before. Yeah. <laughs> Burns even then goes on to burn him even harder. He's like, yeah. your oh kind has God. neither the cranial capacity nor the, the opposable distance to operate a firearm. Savage as fuck. Fucking hell, Burns' small appearances in this episode right at the end, just they crammed so many good Burns. Oh my God. The way that he goes from going, Simpson, Homer, Simpson, Homer, Homer, Simpson, which were, by the way, the <laughs> Dr. Nick bit, Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, everybody. Son? Yeah. That was incredible. But mid shaking, going from, oh, Simpson, Homer, Simpson, Homer, Simpson, to, to, Simpson. Who, to Smithers, who the hell is this clown that's shaking me? Yeah. He still, still has no idea who he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And then calls him a primate in so many words. Oh, it's killer. <laughs> what? So gr- many quotes in this movie. I know. And again, Burnsy at the end, he had only like a couple of minutes, if that, to uh, mm-hmm. squeeze in as much awesome Burnsy in. And yeah, you don't have have the opposable digits and free to wallow in my own crapulence. Fucking excellent. Squeeze out some Burnsians? No, with my last ounce of strength, I sucked out my gold fillings and swallowed them. What are called gold, <laughs> those fillings? Paramedic- gold fillings? Yeah, those, those paramedics, paramedics have sticky, sticky fingers. <laughs> so tooth fillings, like it oh, means the, the paramedics that... were going to steal his gold fillings oh. and sell them for money. 
I mean, I just can't get over how many jokes are in the whole thing. Like, even the Dr. Nick bit, one of the jokes was like, when you're in that coma, did you feel your brains getting damaged? <laughs> yeah, that, they haven't really upgraded him to a much better hospital. <laughs> <laughs> when it adjourned, I rushed to the lavatory to apply my camouflage makeup. Blast, I took my mother's makeup by mistake. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Superintendent Chalmers. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anything else he tells Told you is a filthy lie. <laughs> See, what I love about this bit is that I think it gives new context to the whole let me, let me think bit, mm-hmm. where it's like, is he sort of, okay, Stalling. how much of the <laughs> yeah. truth can I use in yeah. this moment? Yeah. What can I say? Well, I never really thought about it before, but this doesn't imply that, yeah, Skinner was going to shoot him. He had a gun. He was putting on camouflage makeup. Yep. He was going to gun him down. Yeah. Well, um, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just trying on. He had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he with likes a silencer. How, he likes how it looks with his makeup and his lipstick. And he said yeah. he was going to ambush Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> he well, got an ex-Green Beret yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah. Skinner is right. a bit of a hot ass. I mean, how far into it? Like, makeup takes time. <laughs> That's what I like. And he's applying it, not like lines on his face in wrong colours or something, but he's done his eyeshadow, he's got his blush on. <laughs> yeah, he's done and then he's mascara. like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Superintendent Chalmers would have had some very saucy testimony, that's for sure. <laughs> Sidewalks for normal walking, not fancy walking. Yes! <laughs> oh, I've said that so Simmer many down fucking let times. You go. <laughs> Jasper in this episode was great, and yeah, later driving the old-timey car into yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> and one of my personal favourites, you shot who in the what now? Yeah. <laughs> and I've used that as well. <laughs> or the... Do you know who shot Mr. Burns? Because we are really up the creek on this one. (laughs) Boom, ad break. (laughs) And that was great because that first act set to uh, give you suspicion of Smithers and then show him working with the police to find the real killer. Been such a real good sport about that wrongful arrest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Of course. Are you joking? Is this a joke right now? Are you telling me a joke of some description? Do you think I'm funny? Funny man? No. I'm going to go watch Who Shot Mr. Burns again. Yeah. Me too. So we're watching it again. What playlist do we put it in? Who Shot Mr. Burns? Parts one and two. Yep. Great Burnsy episodes. Great Wiggum. Fucking all the characters are on top form. Maggie knowing more than a baby should. Yeah. uh, Platinum Jasper. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put that with, like, Paddling. Platinum B characters, Willie, Moe, mm-hmm. S- S- yeah. they're all on top Dr. form. In this Colossus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Colossus. Dr. Colossus. Oh, uh, mentions of Marvin Monroe. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvin Monroe Memorial Hospital. So that's where Dr. Nick works. Okay, yeah. starting to come together. Murder mystery solves. Yeah, Lisa detective moments as well. Yeah. Not necessarily Bart ones. Oh, David Lynch. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. With the, uh, you got good coffee here in Twin Peaks. <laughs> this is my favorite playlist from The Simpsons. <laughs> you like my David Lynch? Yeah, it's not too bad, actually. <laughs> and a couple of anal corners, if you care. Um, uh, I have one if you didn't catch oh, it. Okay. I'm curious if you did. Let's oh, see. okay. The bullet that they take out of Burns still has like the shell on it. Yeah, yep. a lot of animations do this. I don't know why yeah. it's weird. I guess it because they don't know. Because it doesn't look like a bullet when it's yeah. just the... I yeah, suppose. like the slug. Yeah, mm. uh, Looks like a slug. How did Lisa get there first to the hospital? She, she pedals, yeah, like, really. Yeah, I know, but she, she put her pedals a... to the metal. Assume that the road was like a long, winding bullshit, and she could take some shortcuts, like go over oh, a trampoline and jump someone's past back dunk. fence, <laughs> yeah, okay, and then come back and be like, hi, Lisa, Lisa Simpson. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh. The last one I had was when Lisa is like, oh, and with your last ounce of strength, you pointed to S and W in your way, M and S for Maggie Simpson. She writes it in such a way that the compass would have had to have been like mirror reversed because she puts west down the bottom and south on the side. Yeah, it 
doesn't quite work. It's actually they, she's got the letters the wrong way around. It's a good idea though. It's not Come how on. a compass works. Yeah. It's a good bit. It's a, it's a decent enough bit, but it is sort of clunkily forced in there. But then it's also undercut with Burns' Straight hole. Away. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was swallowing my feelings, dumbass. Yes, well, those were some interesting anal corners. However. You missed the big one. Jordan's anal corner BT edition. Yes, when Homer jumps. So when Homer jumps off from the paddy wagon, he jumps from the side, but then in the next cut, he's in front of the paddy yeah. wagon being pushed yeah, along. Yeah, that was a bit of bad staging, but I think it's ma- uh, it's worth it because oh, just watching him little, do that little <laughs> shuffle in his chains. <laughs> Maybe I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying it happens. Is Maybe, that yeah. referencing a movie? Yeah, that's the fugitive. fugitive. Okay, that is part yeah. of fugitive as well. Okay. When I took your father's name, I took everything that comes with it, including DNA. <laughs> Although, yeah, I mean, sure, fair's fair. Then Lisa does go, yeah, mom, you're crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, mom. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe Marge like genuinely believes that. I, know, I think she does. She genuinely seems to. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, did this yes. feel like yes. a? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a stupid question. <laughs> it felt better than <laughs> this episode. It's a smart question, just not in this episode. Yeah, yeah talking about characters' integrity, everybody's on point. Mm-hmm. But do you agree with people who think that the Maggie thing, like that she was the one who shot him, was a bit of a cop out? Like, what do you guys have to say about that? It was a hilarious cop out. It was uh, what's known as bathos, the the comical undercut to the serious setup. Okay. When I was younger, I remember being like Maggie, but watching it with a critical eye, it's one of the few things that ties everything together mm-hmm. really nicely. Even the explanation of you know Homer's. Fingerprints getting on yeah, the gun yeah. and the lollipop being there as Simpson well. Simpson DNA. All that sort of stuff. And also, it's one of the few people that could have shot him and then have no consequences mm-hmm. and yeah. have life yeah. carry on as normal. I mean, unless they were willing to essentially write another character out. They weren't at the Kill Mod stage yet. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, she would have been a horrible gunman, but, you know, what can you do? And I did like that Mr. Burns is like, well, arrest the baby. He's like... No jury in the world can convict a baby. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe Texas. <laughs> so we can rule out that Springfield is in Texas. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. There is no other character, really, apart from Xana's Little Hopper, that it could have been mm. for them to not have had a really awkward time of it yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Really neat that they throw both of those characters on set right at the start of the episode. Yeah, yeah. because it's not it's not attempted murder anymore. It's an accident. If it had been even one character and it was attempted murder, it's like, you can't go anywhere from that. Yeah. Mm. You've and literally had a crime committed on your show now and no, that's way backsies. out of the tone. And that's it. It's not with the Simpsons tone to have someone even trying to deliberately attempt to murder someone. It's funny to make jokes about, but... Yeah, like when Sideshow Bob does it, because it's like a crazy evil scheme, and it's like, oh, he's an obvious That's villain. Yeah, but this is just like, well, it's it could be anyone. It could be any of the characters that you've known and loved for seven seasons or whatever. Yeah. I just agree with the point that I don't know who else it could have been, and I was talking last episode about my brother's theory when it first came out that it was Santa's little helper, and I think really that's the only one, other yeah. one. But oh, the um, the monobrow baby, <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got an evil streak for yeah. sure. Plot twist: After everyone IDs Maggie, like it cuts out to Gerald doing like the shifty eyebrows. You know, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. it was a setup all yeah. along. Hey, wipes the makeup off the middle of his monobrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dig it. So I get why some people do have a problem with this, but honestly, I don't I don't know how else you would have gotten out of it. Well, put it this way. Some people eat Tide Pods. <laughs> Boom. In your face, human race. Yeah, it's it's a stupid person to have shot him. You know, yep. it's silly. But this is not an actual crime drama. And I feel mm. like the people who are saying it was a cop-out 
well, what did you want? Like, yeah. what, what's your A, who do you want it to be? And then B, where do you want them to go from this? Yeah, because they would have had to write off a character mm-hmm. like, a, and if it was a B character, yeah, they just say it was Mo or Groundskeeper Willie or someone at Barney that they can write out of the show then. And it's like, well, he's in prison now. But that's the thing, the characters that could have or would have shot him, you know, like how they, where's the crazed lunatic with a gun when you need it? Sorry, I was Sorry, in the bathroom. Was in the yeah, exactly. I feel like that would be less funny. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Like, oh, okay. So it actually was the jerk with the gun who has, you know, murderous slash criminal intent, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. tendencies. Well, all right. It's well, just a tragic thing that happens. Yeah. It's a joke. Criminals, He's a criminal. Criminals commit crimes. So, oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. He tripped and fell and landed on a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Wiggum is dead. He was leaning out the window and the whole truck fell on him. Drop the food, chief. Yeah. Well, actually, I like the continuity in that he had the yeah. like broken arm in the next scene. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, that's really clever. BT, any other notes? Certainly. I only this time, because I haven't seen this in like 40 years, yep. got the line of, sure, I've had it up to here with these damn rickets. Yeah. <laughs> as I was a kid, I'm like, why is he, are those some kind of pants he has to wear? Because there's no <laughs> sunlight, but now I get it. Get some sunlight, kids. A uh, quick sign shot when Wayland Smith walks into the church oh, and yeah. the sign says, Archbishop carries less than $20. <laughs> that that is excellent and uh just the final bit is when uh, the SWAT team break in to the house and they start breaking stuff at random <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah one dude breaks a lamp just pour out the silverware yeah and one dude just plows upstairs past grandpa lisa and yeah. bart and they just like what what are you gonna do <laughs> jordan any other notes yeah the what town did we just drop that on shelbyville Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> nice little callback to how shit shelbyville is yep <laughs> Also, that I really, I really like that. Um, groundskeeper Willie's tractor is named Duchess. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Duchess. Paul. When Homer, I actually kind of like it how he's like, he's in the car and he fills around, and he gets a lollipop, and he goes, mm-hmm. "What is this doing on the floor?" He's not asking like, "Who put this here?" It's like, yeah. "Why is it on the floor, not in my <laughs> mouth?" Or something because then he just pockets it, and it's like, and either hasn't changed his shirt in a couple of days, <laughs> or, or just, just keeps changing the like uh, yeah. lollipop okay. to different <laughs> oh, shirt. Yeah. We, we know he likes cheap lollipop there. <laughs> That's true. So that's why he's wondering why it's on the floor. It's yeah. usually here on my yeah, chest. Exactly. <laughs> this is where I like to keep lollipops. Any other notes, um, Danny Shag? Danny, Danny Shag. Shani. Oh, look, all my notes are just quotes. And Dag. guys, go watch the movies. They can they do it better than we do it. I also love that you keep referring to this as a movie, yeah. which is actually, it works really well because it yeah. feels very, mm. you know. The stakes the, are so high. The, the yeah. Pacing. Everything feels very full. It doesn't feel like half an hour. All right, guys, it's time for my final quick fire notes. Everybody careful, he's got a gun. And it's been recently fired. Smithers, at the start, is drinking Vagrant's Joy Scotch, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really funny. But also, how did we not talk about the cigarette burping? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like that he says, yeah, he says, oh, my mouth tastes like an ashtray, and burps in the dream. And then later on, at the very end, he just burps out the ashtray. Maybe I haven't become a hideous drunken wreck. Oh, bleh. Like, this is great because as a former smoker, I've had, like, mornings where I've woken up and it's, like, waking up feeling like, bleh. (laughs) I can't imagine Smithers smoking. Oh, he didn't necessarily smoke him. That's true. true. Chewing tobacco. I imagine, like, someone spilled beer in the ashtray and he just, just like, just drunk it. Yeah, man. He was doing that thing where you have a little bit of ash to make the alcohol hit your system faster. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Um, again, Grandpa calling him Smingers. That's <laughs> <laughs> close. Did it. I love Mo as well. After Homer's hosing out the outhouse, and Mo goes, "Hey, Homer, me and some of these hotheads are going to rip <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Want to come with?" <laughs> that was a really great Mo appearance. He was on top form in this episode. Pachoo. Pachoo. I was like... Something's wrong with your gun, Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) It's sneezing at us. (laughs) Lines that have entered my lexicon. Dr. Nick, oh boy, that was a little strange. (laughs) 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 Ah, it's so good. Quick fire. Oh, oh, he got me. (laughs) It's going going dark. Oh God, Peter's got gut shot. Oh no! He's got a note deep, deep within his abdomen. I don't want to die, Larry. Say the word. Stay with me. I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna die. Come on, say, say it, man. You're not gonna die. (laughs) Say the fucking words. Excellent and scene. In that bit where they're bringing up Homer as well, and. Homer has the flashback. He couldn't remember my name, and then they show that panning shot again. Oh. Feels like oh. they were taking a victory lap, and they deserve to. Yeah, that yeah. Was it was well earned. But in that same scene as well, Lisa says, "I don't think anyone in this house could be capable of murder." Maggie uh, is asleep on the floor. She at that moment she opens her eyes <gasps> and stands up, and it's like mm. a little subtle hint, maybe. I don't know. Well, yes, obviously it was. <laughs> I just want to bring up who put this mud in the freezer again, yeah. because, again, Homer has such a golden retriever-like reaction to this. <laughs> like D- seconds later, he's already forgotten what Marge said, and he's just like, ooh, chocolate ice cream. He hears ice cream. He's got new uh, I love problems. It. I love that Marge knew there was mud in the freezer, <laughs> didn't, didn't clean it up, <laughs> just let whoever it was fix it's, it later. Just, maybe they needed it there. <laughs> yeah. you know, she doesn't yeah. know yet. Quick fire. Um... <laughs> What was the name of the hotel? I think you pointed it out. Uh, that Tito Puente's at. Oh, it's the, the Chez Guevara. Yeah. Ah, the Chez Guevara. Chez Guevara. Chez Guevara. Quick fire. <laughs> nice eyelash. Is it yours? And I, <laughs> and I like how he says, "Got everybody's DNA." You know, they get, take it from pennies. Why do you think they keep them in circulation? Yeah. <laughs> Solid point. Yeah, nice little uh, conspiratorial. Because Illuminati confirmed. And anyone who's been to America knows that, I mean, fuck pennies. Just fuck them. Yeah, Do not well, fuck pennies, you'll get lead poisoning. We have five cent coins, so we can't talk. We have fistfuls of, like, single Japanese yen in our... Yeah, they're the oh, worst. Every drawer of Japan's our house. So bad for yeah, them. especially when everyone knows... If single watch... yen? Don't they yeah. deal in multiples of 40 million? Yeah, <laughs> well, hundreds at least. But I was going to say, if you watch X-Files, you know that they've got your DNA from the smallpox in vaccination that you got as a kid. Yeah, they could have just asked. Yeah. You know, that would be fine. I leave my DNA all over the place. I don't oh. know <laughs> what the problem just is. Just check behind oh. that alley. <laughs> oh... I like that Lisa's perfectly reasonable explanation for Homer's innocence involves Homer eating two ice cream cones at once yeah. while driving. <laughs> you <laughs> chose fruit. Innocent. You stick with your decision. He seems so proud and arrogant in that moment. Yep. And he actually reaches for the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did he want out of that scenario? Ice cream. Chuck it out the window before it fully melts. That was not his plan. Chuck it yeah, out the window. True. Oh, he's dropped so many things on his... He needs to clean his car. There was a pineapple there, and... You don't have a pineapple on the floor of your They're important Not anymore. It used to be a pineapple. How does it run? (laughs) (laughs) Some say that pineapples are the rubber chickens of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Quick fire. So they're great on pizza? 
Robert chicken? Yes. I love it. Careful, we must keep at least 51% of the carcass intact. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that Apu knows that. Yeah, and just knows how bloodthirsty the town is. And if he doesn't say this, they're going to mangle it. Yeah. And is wielding a scimitar <laughs> as well. Machete. It was a machete. Was it? Okay. Uh, yeah. And my final note is from a character that we don't see that much, but the pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> pigeon X Machina. <laughs> swimming with disease. <laughs> I'd kiss you if you weren't swimming with disease. I've said that to a few people. Oh, your poor mum. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus, man. Come Love on. you, mum. Come on. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. I I apparently kick it off. Cubic. Uh, there's just no question in my mind. This succeeds as a bit of entertainment on its own. It succeeds very well at sticking the landing that the first parts set up. Mm-hmm. It does so well at reminding you of everything that happened and progressively writing off suspects during the episode, but sort of giving big story pieces to Homer and Smith. Like I think I just think it's astoundingly well done. BT. Cubic Zirconia. I say, do you really need to go around we the room? Should, we, we can <laughs> just see if anyone disagree. <laughs> yeah, um, like I said before, I kind of, after seeing the first one, I kind of just forgot how much was in this one, and so was so pleasantly surprised when it's just packed to the brim and just well-paced and great, and everything pays off, and it's fantastic, and it's a Cubic Zirconia. Danny? It's a Cubic Zirconia. Kent? Um, yeah, look, I think what really stands out to me is how dance how quick fire it is how every character's little sub arc is wrapped up not only quickly and neatly but with really great punchlines to them all mm, they classic. all get their own bits and like even skinner having he i mean he does they do the the fast cut to boring skinner but then they also do skinner in drag <laughs> and with like a silencer pistol and then then superintendent charles walks in. oh my god this is one of those episodes with so many more lines that i quote every day in my life that i can possibly just waste time here filling up about and and <laughs> I think it's really special. I, th- I think it's really, really special. You don't understand. Yeah, you probably understand. Yeah, we understand. <laughs> Jordan? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course it's Cubic Zirconia. I mean, the, the, I was thinking about it. The, the first episode, I'm like, I don't really remember a lot about this, but I know it's really good. And it's a lot more story-driven with just really good jokes. And this is just joke fucking city, town. Berg. Yeah, metropolis. <laughs> uh, Central. So friggin' good. And yeah, very happy. Way better than I remembered, and I remembered it very, very fondly. So, yes. All right, Claire? Anyway, it's definitely a cubic. Elliot, you brought up a really good point in that, you know, it is a standalone episode. I think a problem with a lot of two-parters, especially in sitcoms, is that you can't come in cold and watch the second episode without seeing the first. And I think you actually could here. They have enough explanation. They have enough throwback without having to rehash and rewatch scene after Mm. scene after scene after scene that you've already done yeah and it's got so many quick fire jokes that you wouldn't get bored so yeah 100 percent, it's cubic and as well just to wrap up the conversation on the simpsons and doing two-part episodes i know the mord episode isn't actually was never their intention as a two-parter but for the great fatsby as well we talked about in that episode how there was so much wasted space in Mm -hmm. there there was just so much time given to bullshit stories that went nowhere and like the fact that they didn't have a continuous B story running between the two, how they each had their own separate, Mm -hmm. like, why did they waste our time with this? And Shaggy said it before, they didn't waste a moment in this episode. Everything was 
a story-driven joke that was amazing. So yeah, this episode I don't think could have been anything else besides Unanimous Cubic Zirconia. And we'll be joining other episodes like Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1? And we're saying you've got to see both of these things. You know, this is essential to the Simpsons experience. Bart sells his soul. Mm. Homer the Smithers. 22 short films. uh, Mm -hmm. The Curse of the Flying Hellfish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Brother from another series with Cecil, Sideshow Bob's brother. Flaming those. Homer at the bat, home yes. of the heretic, Bart the general, brush with greatness. All right, guys, that has been episode 70, our two-part extravaganza. It'll continue with part three in a few months' time where Ooh. we'll have a look at, I've always considered the two Herb Powell, Homer's brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've always considered those two episodes to be a part one and two, because especially because we never see Herb after that. Danny DeVito yep. uh, refuses to do the show again. Mm. And we'll do the Vegas Wives. There was a two, nice. two episodes where they come up and also holidays of future past and days of future future from the hd era which is like the simpsons future jump christmas episodes which are just fucking awful yes <laughs> yay <laughs> all right guys i've been your host elliot j o'neill that guy over there's bt calloway you'll feel a slight chocolatey sensation <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's danny rosewell my tool shed <laughs> that's claire Delar. Uh, interesting quote. That could be the name of your thesis. <laughs> and that's Jordan Frost. Oh, you're the bee's knees, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, uh, are you talking to Beach? Yes. At Simpsons Index on Twitter, facebook.com slash the Simpsons Index. And that's all the mustard in the house. Woo! Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content. Yeah, What about All right. I know, 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 I know. Hey, you wanna leave the young thing alone. Nedward Flanced. <laughs> he's also Ned, he's also Nedward Flanders Jr. because his dad is Nedward Flanders Senior. Is that a fact? Yeah. His Disgusting. dad, the lousy, no good beatnik. Yep. He's yep. tried nothing and he's all out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Nedward, the lousy beatnik. There's a like shit comic from the thirties. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a poem today. It wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like hands in his pockets, kicking a can. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go for cum. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, doing a bit. Oh, is that how you answer the phone now? Go for come, yeah, not go for come. Go for come. Is that how you answer the phone now? Go for come, ladies and gentlemen. Go for come. What <laughs> hath you wrought, man? <laughs> I, it's, it's all he's doing. Talk oh, to me, man. He doing. Got it from you. <laughs> he learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, Dad. Sugar, sugar. <laughs> sugar, sugar, oh, sugar, 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 do 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 Oh, sugar, sugar, do 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 as a pun lover, I was kind of proud of them. You're but supposed also... to be putting notes together. <laughs> I am, but I just had to c- quickly contribute because 
This is good conversation. Yeah, two seconds is just way overboard right now. Hold on, I'm in the last. We're into about twelve now. Elliot, I need to go get my hot fudge. Hurry up. Two <laughs> minutes. Sounds like you got to go to the toilet. Ah. Why? <laughs> and <laughs> we're back. I said I didn't say make my hot fudge. I said yeah, get I gotta it. go make yeah, fudgies. Yeah, you gotta get it out of your butt. Ah. Uh, just stop leaving the house. The height of maturity. Milk, milk, lemonade. Yep. Around the corner, fudge is made. Ian McKellen's <laughs> <laughs> children's chance. Like dip, fun. dip, dog shit. Who trod in it? I like it actually. <laughs> yeah. But now we need like Helen Mirren to go. Ooh, ah, I've lost my bra. <laughs> I left it in my boyfriend's. Couch. What's the time? Quarter past nine. Hang your boozies on the line. I don't know any of these. <laughs> you, what? You don't remember the... I knew the boyfriend's car one. Okay, good. Because that's like a classic. That's an Australian yeah. classic. It's the time. Half past. A monkey's ass. <laughs> uh, can we get some James L. Jones doing a under the leg sausage peg? <laughs> I don't know that one either. Uh, I, I don't know that one. What country did you guys grow up in? This one, I think. Australia. <laughs> Way uh, more Australian yeah, than I've look, ever seen. Look, mate. Your tongs are called your under the leg sausage peg. And a bra's a over the shoulder boulder holder. Maggie and Santa's little helper didn't have a lawyer present. True. <laughs> Santa's little helper is Maggie's <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. <laughs> Serious catalog. Ding. Will you unhook this, please? I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so the implication there is he knows he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. He knows it's a lie. He knows Truth he's machine. a terrible person. Hey, uh, how do you say that word? Because I don't say ogle. Ogle? I actually... Ogle? 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 I always I say just o- say ogle, but I think it is ogle. ogle. It's like... um. I don't know. Let's look it up on Goggle. Like, it's the difference yeah. between the boogeyman and the bogeyman. I always used to say boogeyman, oh, yeah. but mm. so many people say bogeyman. Bogeyman to me is more British. And yeah. it sounds snotty. snottier. Yeah. Bogeyman. Mm. Boogie. Yeah. But then Troll boogie just sounds bogeys. like a dance. So, you know. Yeah, boogeyman. He's snot nice. I'd say ogle. Stop it. (laughs) You've been told. So was that all your notes? I talked about the the psycho thing. Talked about Ned's emotions. Talked about the explosion. (laughs) 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 Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or the the one. What's the one that where Homer and Marge impregnate Lisa? What? You know, in in, in the tunnel, in the, the tunnel of love. <laughs> Get pregnant today's extra with Lisa. Let Get me. pregnant with Lisa. Wait, what did I say? Impregnate, Impregnate. Lisa. You know. No. No. That is not what those words mean. Oh, boo. What was that? What was that circus called? Mount Splash Mall. No. No, that was the train episode. The train? Yeah, you know, <laughs> isn't that the one where Homer builds like the train that builds he train. and Marge oh, boned okay, on yeah, to, conce- yeah. kit to conceive Lisa? Thank you, Beach. <laughs> Clear that one bus. right up. <laughs> I'm a Fletcher's photographic fanatic. I don't know, something someone That's just said reminded me about. of that. Nad TV jingle mm-hmm. for Fletcher's photographics. I think it was up in uh. Lake on Prime. Prime, like. prime, prime possum, possum. <laughs> yay, soft and cuddly. Prime possum. Oh, do you also remember? You're all nuts. If you see a hole, don't think you're a mole. Run in the opposite direction and report your detection. There's a lot of open mine shafts in the Hunter region. Don't. Let me flip it and reverse it. Did I take a break of damn time? Flip a break of. 
Yep, that's what she says. Yep. <laughs> oh, are we still doing infinite loop songs again? <laughs> Put your name down, flick a bunch of car, flick a bunch of car, flick a bunch of car. Naps, 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 naps. Oh, this is going to get frustrating. You're so white. Oh, I got another one. Some people want it all. Some, Some just people want, want it all. all. Yes. <laughs> but I just want, want it all. all. Sorry, that song annoys me to the beginning because the line is, but I don't want nothing at all. It's double negative. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. It bugs me because she couldn't think of one more thing other than diamond rings. Some people want diamond rings. I, someone, everything. Like, you couldn't think of another thing. Like... <laughs> Just one more thing. Some people want milk and cheese. He <laughs> just want... <laughs> Finish the run. <laughs> A glass of peas. <laughs> that was me earlier. It's really hot in Australia. And eating frozen peas is an yeah. acceptable snack. They're lying. Some people want it a diamond ring. It has to be ring. on a meat pie, though, with mm. gravy. Check under your seat hey, for bees. Always. Another acceptable rhyme. <laughs> All right, Claire. Finish us off. Well, natural... <laughs> Sorry. Why, Jordan? <laughs> Just... Sorry. Fuck All off. right, well, get in line. <laughs> uh, I don't dear. wait in line. I'm <laughs> waiting. Get in line. <laughs> that makes it sound much worse. Thanks for trying to support me, but you really fucked it. Name me uh, a sex type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in sitcoms, especially the seasonal cliffhanger, mm. it doesn't always get pulled off this mm. way. Mm. And Say I think especially considering it's what this... Uh, I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it because I was going to rudely interrupt. You Thanks, know, Joe. if you can't handle a strong woman <laughs> on your podcast and without trying porn. to demean her, well, fuck y'all. But Sorry. what I'm trying to say is uh, I've forgotten.